0: All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing some One Ring Second Edition tonight. We are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. We are in episode forty-one, uh, so we're no longer just forty-year-olds. We're like actually into our forties now, uh, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, but uh, we've we had we had some fellowship phase last time. We did Yule, uh, and now Winter will break. And we will continue on, and uh, I will see if I can make uh, everyone cry again. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, hey, I feel Eric, like we're
1: almost like on a run with that. I feel like it's been a good, solid like three I plus feel episodes. Like yeah.
2: It's been a few months of me being like constantly teared up and like on the verge. So let's see if you can push me over the edge and actually cry.
0: I uh, and live
2: stream. Yeah. What? <laughs> Just kidding.
0: I want to make Gilly cry. I don't want to make <laughs> Ashley cry. Oh goodness. Okay. Oh, no,
2: I I mean as Gilly.
0: Sure, 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 sure. If I'm I can- an ugly
2: crier, though, so that's why I would like <laughs> walk away. I'd be like I'll be right back guys, I can hear you.
0: Here's here's the real goal. I want to make long cry. Right? Do you think
3: he does? I don't think he does.
2: I think he
4: could cry internally. Yeah,
3: he's he's,
2: he's too sensitive. I don't know
3: if you can make me cry in game. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I I
0: I think I agree with that. Uh so let me go like just kill your whole dwarvish family. Oh.
5: <laughs> oh a balrog
0: just burst into the halls of Gladrock and there goes Floyd and his thousand cousins. I think uh, that would
2: hurt Gilly more?
0: Yeah probably. That's true. Fewer, <laughs> there's f- fewer fewer romantic options for Gilly. <laughs> I like how I like how our Regency game is starting to weave into these other games. We're looking for romantic leads. Uh but uh but yeah, we're going to pick up Uh, shortly after winter, after Yule, after a very, very rough uh, adventuring phase where we were in a a fortress called Othranguld, And we'll see where we go from there. Uh, So why don't we go ahead and do some intros? uh, And uh, yeah, we'll start with old Floy himself. So Long, tell us about Floy.
3: Yes, Floy, dwarven treasure hunter of the Blue Mountains. He's the battle-hungry, axe-wielding, mithril-wearing, Fancy dwarf. Dad? Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's uh hoarding b- bunch of treasure. He's currently prosperous at one thirty-five. He's hoarding hope. Currently on max. He's hoarding whatever. Just the hoarder.
1: Boy, it. the hoarder.
3: Nice. he he hoards
0: hope points he hoards treasure (laughs) it's basically what he does we realized last night when we were playing in a cthulhu game where long hadn't spent any of his luck so he was sitting on like 97 luck or something like that which was the max of 99 that this is just uh this is just what you do so any game in which there is a resource that you could spend you just don't spend it and i I appreciate that
3: yeah it's how i am in normal games like rpgs i just hoard all potions and resources until i need them
0: yeah, for sure. I remember like playing like some when I back when I used to play like Elder Scrolls games and stuff like that, you know, I'd, I'd kill everybody in a home and then I'd make that my hoarding place and like a thousand po- potions. And then I'd forget that because I would stop playing for like three months and then I'd come back and play and I forgot that I had this house with all this stuff. So I just never use it.
2: Would sure you enough. have a house of cheese and cabbages? Because I did.
0: No, <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, goodness. That is a very stank house. I will say for sure, though. Uh, okay. Next up, we've got Gilly. Ashley,
6: tell us about Gilly Kettlegrass.
2: I am playing Gilly Kettlegrass, our resident brie blooded hobbit. Um, she is a scholar. She hasn't gone down her shadow path at all. Um, she does. She did get rid of one shadow scar last Yule or this Yule, so now she's up to or down to three instead of four.
0: Yeah. And so, and so remember like what shadow scars basically are is as you move down your path, like when you reset your, mm-hmm. you know, your shadow. So
2: I start at three regardless. Exactly. Yep.
0: So you've got that little head start on the path for now. So, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Uh, and uh, next up, we've got uh, we've got a Renial, uh our, our, our ranger, uh, our last remaining ranger. Uh, As uh, you got the the other two you knew killed and uh, the one the one sort of settlement of rangers that you all had befriended you kind of just you know you just cold shouldered them until they left. So uh, so yeah last remaining ranger can be only (laughs) one apparently. Why don't you tell us about her.
1: Uh, Well uh, she is a champion. She is hopefully getting a little better over time at coming up with songs to try to help in battle and help in council. She had a uh, near death experience, uh, last episode and she is, uh, not necessarily looking forward to the uh, mandatory trip to see Marge before our goings on and Brie are over because Marge is always so delightful. We're not friendly. doing
0: that. I like how it's become a tradition. Actually, it's just like, no, you're not <laughs> going to see Marge anymore. I'm not doing it's chores. It's become
2: perennial tradition that <laughs> mm-hmm. I should specify. If Ashley
4: just, becomes more and more firm every time. No, I don't think we should. No, we really we don't have time. No, we're not doing that.
0: Yeah. So if you're if you're unfamiliar with Marge, if you're just kind of jumping into the to the campaign, we've had a, a NPC, a recurring NPC since very, very early on. The mother of a of an NPC from the very first episode, if you recall, Hollis Oakstout with his two dogs in our very first episode of this, uh, you all went to check up on her. He was like a exiled Bree warden uh, in the marshes. Uh, outside of brie and you all um you you all like started Going and checking on her every now and then, but she's just a horrible old woman who constantly makes you all do chores and she's never happy with the results. And you all just keep coming back for some reason. I don't I don't know why it is. We're
3: trying to make allies with the strongest NPC. She, more.
0: She's pretty damn strong. Like like all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, all the ring race and stuff come to debris and she just puts them to work. She's like
6: my 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 uh my my, my fence needs painting. Now okay, enough already with you with your little with your little things. You you're seeking this out, seeking that out go ahead and paint it come on what are you doing left and right it's up and down up and down let's go
0: something like that so it's just fantastic uh and then finally let's go ahead and kick it over to uh to our newest character uh, as we introduced him late in the uh in the session last time we have daggett uh steven tell us a little daggett. About daggett. yeah
4: the newest new member of the fellowship um daggett is a dwarf of durin's folk and his calling is that he is a captain. We don't know too much about him yet. Um, he's not nearly as good looking as Floyd, not nearly as well dressed either. Uh, but we have established that he is uh, the younger brother of Snagit, uh another dwarf uh, NPC that has uh, shown up previously in the campaign.
0: Indeed, now he did he show up previously, but he robs you guys. <laughs> So you you guys were with Balin, uh, son of Funden, uh who is your first patron. Uh, you all were traveling along the Blue Mountains, and he uh, you, you came across him, and him and some of his. Uh, he kind of lured you into a trap uh, on the Blue Mountains, and and just robbed you blind, including uh, taking a extraordinarily well crafted, well researched uh, treasure marvelous artifact armband that I had given to Steven Sorendir, who he just casually tossed away.
4: A uh, slight, slight correction there. He did not rob the arm brand, armband. Yeah. That, that was freely given.
0: Yeah, it was freely given. Freely given. Sure, 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 sure. Sure. And I think it all, it was also Arabon at the time too. So it was the other. Incorrect. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You hadn't, you hadn't yet gone there.
2: That's when he was still like maximum emo. Yeah. He's like, I don't need yeah. this.
0: And then he dies. And so now it's like, maybe if you would have had that armband, uh, Maybe Soren Deer would still be alive. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, oh, oh did I just spoil something? Spoiler. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't we... <laughs> did I get a snort? Did someone just snort? <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, it's so good.
0: Well, let's go ahead and let's get started. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. Nobody knows what happens. What happened to Soren Deer but me. And I'm not going to share. Even Steven doesn't know. All right. So... He might be. He might Soren Deer could be alive, could be dead. Could be something way much worse. Or worse things than death, I think. So, we'll see.
4: He'll always be alive in our hearts. No,
0: I think we've moved on. Uh so, moving on, glossing over. <laughs> let's get it at the summary. So, last time around, uh the fellowship broken, uh 6 of you went to Angmar, 3 of you returned. Uh, you journeyed back across the dark, mist-covered hills of hour during the winter. Weather and guilt were kind of wearing away at all of you. And in and, and Floy and Gilly and Irineal, more than one kind of peculiar event transpired. Uh, at one point, berries that you found that were ripe on, a, on this this isolated and immaculate bush uh, on one of these hour hills, they were ripe one moment and rotten the next. Uh, Gilly came across this ancient rune-covered stone edifice that just crumbled right before our eyes and kind of disappeared into this fog-covered gully in the middle of Rudauer. Uh Floy woke one, one evening to a cloaked and hooded figure that was visiting the campfire, sharpening what appeared to be the Morgul blade that you all had been carrying around for a while, only to disappear, though the sharpening stone remained in the, in the, in the ground nearby. Eventually, you all reached the Green Way and the Bree lands, and you saw that snow had essentially blanketed Bree. And within the walls of Bree itself, you can see that Yule decorations were up, and people were beginning to celebrate. Gilly, you returned home uh, to your to Hobbit Hole above uh, above the human uh, homes uh, within Bree itself. And Floy and Arweniel, you stayed briefly, uh, but eventually, well, not even eventually, fairly quickly, you all left. Floy, you joined a, a dwarvish caravan that was returning to the Blue Mountains before the height of winter. Uh, on the western edge of the Shire, you were once more called uh, into the dark and merry night uh, by perhaps your in-laws. Uh, we don't really know. You woke the next morning with little memory, but a joyous, uh, the, the sense of joy. Uh, Arineal, you moved into the cabin that Tallendale and Merriman built on the northern span of the Chetwood. Uh, Tallandale and Merriman being the people you all left for dead in Arthur Gulp. Uh, you were stirred from sleep one night by an apparent intruder, and you discovered a very large elk meandering across this deeply frozen pond, and it nearly kind of bull rushed you at one point. You returned to the cabin. You found, you found a tree bow that had, uh, about had broken uh, and plummeted through the roof of the cabin, and more than that, you also discovered that someone had stolen the Morgul blade. It's gone missing. Uh, in Bree, Gilly, you spent some time with your mother, but you didn't really join in in the Yule celebrations, and eventually a frozen and injured man arrived in town that was being dragged by a workhorse in some way. Uh, you aided one of the uh, one of the, the better healers in the area, Alcott Sweetroot, in the man's mm-hmm. treatment, uh, but although there might have been hope that it could have been Sorendir, it was not, in fact, Sorendir, but rather... One of the sickly outcasts that you had encountered on your on your trek out to Angmar, uh in the northern reaches of the Weather Hills. Back in the Blue Mountains, Floy, you, you got home and you started uh, commiserating with some of the lore masters and your your brother Eloy, uh, and you learned about a dwarven warrior named Cobar, son of Came, because you were asking about weapons or or ways to to combat the undead, whites, race, things like that you've had to encounter. Uh, and you heard a story about him, and it was said that he wielded this cleaver, this axe, this cleaver that was is said to be a bane to whites and wraiths. And that he f- he there was this incident where he just slayed a whole a whole like squadron of them, kind of up in the misty mountains en route to the battle of Azanulbazar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, during the War of the Dwarves and Orcs uh, a few hundred years ago, uh, the cleaver you learned was held within the vaults of Crackstone Hall, which was a, a neighboring hall to your home of Gladrock. And you ventured there, but you learned the vault had been looted by an Oathbreaker, uh, or by the Oathbreakers themselves, led by Snagit. Uh, and the bandit um, was a, the same guy who kind of, like I already mentioned, accosted you and, and Balin a couple months back. Floy, you were then invited by Thrambin who was the captain of Crackstone's guards, to interview Snagit's brother. And that's when we met Daggett. And thus... You kind of worked out a deal where Daggett agreed to join Floyd's hunt for Snagit and the stolen treasures of Cragstone with a promise that his brother, once apprehended, would be treated fairly. Does that sound good? Okay. Thank mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So we are going to pick up. Let's see. Let's get some Let's get some happy music. Where's the happy music? Oh, man. I forgot that I took the happy music off since we were in... Uh, We were in Egmore,
1: so long. (laughs) We don't deserve happy music anymore.
0: I got happy-ish. It's happy-ish music. There we go. We are... Okay. So we're going to begin spring. Time has passed since Yule. Several weeks, perhaps even a month or so. It is the year 2967. You've been at this almost two years now. It is a very late spring in the year. Uh, and folks in the Breelands uh, and other civilized places of Eriador, especially those of a decent age, uh, kind of refer to this as, as kind of the longest and harshest winter since the fell winter, roughly 50 years ago, uh, which uh, which did significant harm, especially to the Breelands and to the Shire. So we're going to start on this Bree Hobbit messenger we see strolling down a road that is no longer covered in ice or strolling up a road, I should say, as there's an incline a bit. Uh, He's admiring these green slopes in the hills, looking out in the distance as, uh, as the ice and snow has melted. We can see greenery once more. But as he's walking past, he noticed these shriveled remains of plants that didn't seem to survive the winter, and it's kind of darkening the hedges here and there, where the hedges that normally by this time of the year might be seeing some blooms, but nothing is there now. You see the messenger kind of continue, kind of winding up the path, up the hill and away from the houses of men that make up Brie to these hobbit holes that are burrowed in the hills above those houses. We see him knock on the door, and when it opens, we see Primrose Kesselgrass, mother of our beloved Gilly. You see they exchange a few words with the messenger and a moment and she takes a, a folded piece of parchment from the messenger's hand. They bid themselves, they bid each other farewell, very friendly exchange. And then he trudges back off the stoop and down the road once more. We see Primrose move across a few steps up the hill more to a separate hobbit hole door, the entrance to where Gilly lives. And we, Gilly, you hear the sound of the knock on your door. I would like to ask you two questions okay. as the door opens and you see your mother standing there. What do you look like? What's the state that you've been in? As It's been a very harsh winter. It's been difficult, obviously, with the things that you've gone through. But more than that, you've been struggling to sleep, at least consistently. More than once in the night, you would wake up to the sounds of ice crackling here and there. Mm -hmm. When you sit and do your scholarly studies, sometimes with Oswald Breaker and Coombe and other places. When your mind kind of wanders as you're reading through pages and looking over old maps... The crackling again happens. So what do you look like? And what were you doing when your mother interrupts you this fine late spring morning?
2: Um, So Gilly normally has her crazy curly hair, um, but it's been very lank and just not well tended to. So she's been wearing it in a, a single uh, thick braid uh, down her back. And she still has some slight remnants of the sickness, uh, from the poisoning on her face. So she's got some discoloration still. And she's normally, Gilly, when she started on this adventure, she was very pleasantly plump. Um, you know, she was a good size and she's actually kind of frighteningly skinny for a hobbit. Um... She hasn't really been able to put weight on because she's not hungry, because she's been pretty depressed, and she's not eating, and she's not sleeping. And um, next to her, she has a table that's kind of filled with like half-eaten plates, cups, uh, that's just kind of sat there that she hasn't dealt with, and then next to it, she's been painting. And um, this particular painting that she was working on, she's working on the portrait of a renial.
0: Okay so as as the door opens there's maybe a relatively ripe scent that comes out your mother kind of mm-hmm. winces ever so slightly she doesn't kind of let it show um, but she has in her hand what looks to be a message but she also has what looks to be like a like something's already been opened but then there's another message that seems uh, that's like the, she has two things in her hand one of which has been opened and she is kind of read and the other seems to be. Uh, still closed. She takes a look at the tables. She looks at the half-eaten breakfast that she brought you this morning, and maybe there's only a few bites,
6: and she says, My darling girl, you need to eat. Look at you. You're, you're just wasting away here. Look, look, open the windows, dear. Open the door. The, the bright sun, the wind, spring is in the air. Come on now, you you're as pale as the uh, as the snow itself.
2: And and Gilly just has a big yawn, and she's like, "You're you're right. Maybe I should start painting outside."
6: There you go. There you go. And your father—he hasn't seen you for days. He's quite worried now. You have to go see him. When are you gonna have supper with us? We've been inviting you every day.
2: Uh, t- uh, t- tonight. Tonight. I'll I'll come tonight.
6: Is that that your word on it now? Because if I go telling him and you don't show, he's going to be all crestfallen. And I'm not going to be the one to pick him back up. Not again. I'm already breaking my back, picking you up.
2: I'll be be there. I'll be there.
6: All right, then. Well, you've got mail. Oh. Lukey from the the dwarf house in Bree. He sent a a messenger over here. The dwarf? Uh, at the she kind of
0: yeah.
2: perks up at the dwarf house. And she's yeah. like, oh, let me see.
0: So you would know that that in, in Brie there is a place mm-hmm. called the Dwarf House, which is is just, just I'm I think of it in my mind something like a
2: it's like a, a hub, like an kinda. embassy
0: almost in a way, mm-hmm. right? Where like, you know, dwarves tend to spend their time there, like like they'll they'll hole up there, etc. Trade merchants kind of come and go. Um and Luki is sort of like the the fixture there. You've heard the name before in our campaign and at some point, I'm sure you've you've traversed over there. Floy has probably stayed there at times, etc. Uh, and so she hands over to you what looks to be a well-worn uh, message of some kind. Uh, and you can see it's got the sort of markings of, of Floy and the, the halls of Gladrack on it. It's a message, it appears, from Floy. Now... I would say that there's probably some presumption between you maybe even a that Floyd would have returned uh, short of spring at least maybe that was the agreement you know before uh, before he departed for winter because it's ha- it happened a year ago um, but instead of Floyd being here as news travels as your mother explains that a, a blue mountain caravan merchant you know merchant caravan has has arrived but instead of Floyd being with that caravan instead there is a message uh, and it is directed to you um and I'm gonna bring in Long on this. So Long, what message, what would you have written in a message to Gilly and or Aurinial? It could be the both or the one or it could be the other. What I mean, obviously there's just the updates that you're not coming, you're tending to something, but what would you have written in a message? I'm putting you on the
3: spot. Dear Gilly, how you going? Your friend Floyd. <laughs> 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 no i'd be asking <laughs> if they would travel to the blue Mountains at all as i have updates on some whereabouts of Snaggs and my dealings with the craigstone okay
0: uh is there any sort so so the basic details inviting them to come visit etc um would there be anything else anything of a more personal uh nature or is it just straight to business with floy
3: uh, I'll be a little a little personal, maybe a little antidote. Like I've recovered well I guess. Okay.
2: It's like yeah. Dear Gilly, I'm glad to announce I have showered and my uh, beard looks fantastic. Bye. <laughs>
1: It's the wrong game for uh, poetry.
0: Sorry, I'm just imagining like those old, sort of like antebellum, you know, Civil War letters.
6: My dearest Gilly, long <laughs> have I wanted to see your plump face. Like okay, this
4: so, is Floyd, not Sir James Bennett. Yeah, that's true. It's true.
2: That's true. Floyd is not our games mixed up.
0: Floyd is not a maker of poetry. Okay, so. Uh, so Gilly you read this letter your mother is kind of still standing there like right inside the doorstep you can see the invitation you can see that he's not coming he's not coming to to join you all Uh, how would you react
2: um a little resigned because Gilly doesn't really feel up to her next adventure but she knows that she needs to okay and uh She just kind of sighs and she looks at her mom and she's like, I'll be at dinner tonight.
6: You better. You you made a promise. You don't make someone a promise and not fulfill it. When you make a promise, when a kettlegrass makes a promise, we don't turn away. We don't turn our backs on it at all. I made a promise to your father. He weighed one to me and together, despite him driving me absolutely crazy every single day, I'm still with him. I made a promise. I check in on you and he'd made a promise he would leave you be and not bug you too much. where well, we've left you be for weeks now. It's time that you get on up out of there. I don't know what happened to you. You don't have to share if you don't want. But what you do need to do is start living your life again, girl.
2: You're right. You're right.
6: Tonight, dinner.
2: Yes. All of our favorites.
6: Well, we'll see what's at the market. I don't know. I can't promise everything now. <laughs> okay. You can't promise the impossible, and so
0: she gives you a very uh, a very hearty hug and uh, a motherly kiss on the cheek, and then uh, and sh- then she like kind of smudge some of the paint that you kind of got on your face. Like,
6: oh dear, you you smelled
0: terrible, uh, and she uh, she departs.
2: Oh, uh, and as she's doing it, because like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll wash, I'll wash.
0: Okay, so would Gilly uh, track down a renal? You think?
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So we'll do kind of a hard cut as we fade out of that scene, and we'll fade up maybe later that day, uh, as you are aware, where has been staying. Uh, you, you pro- as as the heaviest parts of winter hit, it's unlikely that you would have seen each other regularly. So there's probably been a couple weeks, I would say, mm-hmm. between the last times that the two of you saw each other, but. Uh, perhaps you get Elise Briarcleave, our, our friendly uh, lumberjack that you've known since the beginning, to kind of help you uh, as you sort of track your way through the Chetwood. Uh, and we we kind of open up this next scene uh, in deep in the Chetwood uh, at the grounds of the home of Talendil and Marimben. Uh When we arrive, we can see that the, the cabin still stands... Uh, but it's clearly has suffered some sort of damage, uh, so my questions then for you, Melissa, is two things: in what state does she find you? Meaning, like, what are you, what are you doing? And what's and, and and sort of how would the cabin look? Would you have abandoned it? Would you have tried to repair it? Would what, what, you tell me?
1: Definitely the latter. So she is going to look. Uh, in a different way so she's disheveled but more in the um, a little more in the kind of the manic direction so like she has been just feverishly trying to not that she has any training whatsoever in this type of work but she is felling trees and attempting to repair this cabin
0: I'll tell you what, just, just to see how effectively it was, roll craft tests, and we'll see how how quality the repairs are, or have been. Uh, and you've been doing this during winter. Spring has only been broken for a week or so at this point. Uh, it's, it's still uh, in the deepest parts of the Chetwood. There might still be a, a little bit of ice here and there in a stream or a pond that hasn't fully melted.
1: That's a six under thirteen, so that's a nope.
0: Okay. When you arrive, Gilly, you can see that there has been significant damage done to the roof uh on we'll say the the western side of the cabin. Uh you can see that patches have been applied, uh, but very crudely so. Uh and and it's very clear from a distance, and maybe even Elise says this to you and um that there's, there's clearly still holes to be had. You can even see a bit of dew or some leaves, uh, or some, even like a some some residue of, of of you know other other debris, kind of fall in as you're walking up, as if the hole still exists. Uh, you find then a rhenial probably, um, she's got that classic stump of uh, like off to the side of the uh, of the cabin, and she's splitting logs and. Sort of planing them to some degree, so she can continue her repairs. And Irineo, that's when you look up and you can see there is you see Elise Briarcliff first, very tall woman with a long braid, and then secondly you see next to her your your old friend Gilly Kellergrass who you haven't seen in weeks.
1: So first, Irineo will kind of see Elise, and I I, I told you I'm, I'm I'm doing my best. I've got to. I've gotta, well, I, gotta get this. I'm I, doing my best.
6: I told you I'd be happy to help. If you need help, I'm I can I can show you a thing or two. There's no reason you have to do it all by yourself. Besides which, I'm not here about that. You're
0: and she kind of nods down towards Gilly at that point.
2: Hi,
1: Ournial. Uh you you and uh just sort of Kind of lets the axe fall a bit, kind of lets it go in the ground. I, you, it's, it's good to see you. You, you don't look well.
2: Uh, it's been hard to sleep.
1: I, very much, very much so. I, I, I don't. And
2: you are, what, what happened?
1: Um, well, um, there is, there was an elk and the elk was on the pond. And when I, if I, I just, it's just the strangest thing. I I was, I was sleeping Mm -hmm. and I heard a noise outside and I went outside and there was an elk and the elk was walking. On the pond, and I came back, and this bough of this tree had fallen right where I had been sleeping. I just this, this I don't this elk, I just it's led me to
2: it led you to safety.
1: But not 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 always, not not when we've seen elk before. Not not safety, not not safe and and also, and she'll kind of bend over a little bit and just whisper and the blade is gone. what do you I, how I, when I got back well
2: maybe you misplaced it where where did you place it
1: I, I I knew I knew exactly where it was. I was the only one here. I knew exactly where it was. And when I returned, the tree was right where I had been, and that was not. But I must try to try to put this back together.
2: Oh. That may need to wait. Um Floy Floyd did not return. He's still at the Blue Mountains and he requests our presence.
1: But I, I can't can't leave until this is done. This is clearly not not fit for any I mean, I, I won't be here, but, but someone might be here and they were here, and, and it should it should be left better than it is, and I'm not done with that yet. Um I'm
2: and 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 gilly just kind of sighs and she's like i i know that this place is important to you but but we did say that we would recruit and if we need to assist floy with recruiting in the mountains then we need to go
1: perhaps this And I just needed, we failed. You know we failed, right? We tried, we failed. Yeah. Of course you know. I know. I thought, I mean, that's that's a hard thing to do. This should be an easy thing to do. It's a hole in a roof. You fix the hole in the roof, and then the roof doesn't have a hole anymore. That seems simple. I should be able to do that. If I can't do that, how can I do these other things? Um, grief is like
2: a fog, and things that you should be able to do, it's hard to see what exactly needs to be completed, because you're just drowning in it. And I'm tired, I'm tired of of wallowing, and I'm tired of not sleeping. And I feel like maybe maybe if we get out of town it'll help.
1: I do I do run away from problems well. That is at least something I am successful at. I already almost sort of turned to Elise and I know you've offered to help. I thought I could do it on my own. Clearly uh, the small time that I spent, uh, learning some craft is not, uh, useful. Might I, uh, gather your word that this will come to repair, if not Of course, of
6: course, of course I'll take care of it. Don't worry. It's, it'll, it'll be fine. I, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll, 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 I'll fix some of your remodeling, uh, to make sure it's a bit more fit for the, the rains to come. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry at all. It'll be just fine.
1: Irina will go inside and she'll gather up a few things that were kind of in the house and she'll kind of give them to Elise and say uh, would it could I, could I trouble you to uh, just leave these on the doorstep of uh, Mrs. Marge. It always drop in on her, but I, I do not. her yeah, so really. Not, her eyes
0: grow wide. Oh, now
6: that's a very tall ask, right there.
1: I, I, I try, I try to have patience when we come by. I, I do not think, in my current state, that I might. But I, I did, I did make a promise, and if there's, I'm failing all of my other promises, that is no. at least a promise okay.
6: that I can keep. Don't, It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll visit Miss Oakesdale. Very late in the evening, I'm sure. After she's asleep, I'll leave this on her doorstep and she'll get everything that you left her. Don't worry.
5: I, I thank you. Um,
1: you're quite welcome.
2: We have dinner with my parents tonight.
1: That, that, you're,
2: you're coming, right?
1: Y- yes, I, um. I actually think that uh, some of your, uh, after dinner, who might spend some time with your father, I think perhaps a little smoke might uh, be a little relaxing.
2: You want to smoke with my
1: dad? (laughs) (laughs) Ordinarily, I don't. But I think, given how this winter has gone, it might just...
2: D- don't give me wrong, he'll like be absolutely thrilled. Um, he's made some new variants. Uh, we're not sure how they would h- handle in human bodies, so that'll be a nice experiment for him tonight. He'll well, enjoy it.
1: And maybe it would help you with your sleeping.
2: Um. Uh, Maybe. I've I've tried it, but I'm still hearing the crackling at night.
1: I'm sorry. Perhaps Perhaps you are right. Perhaps being on the being on a path again may help us.
2: Truth be told, I'm scared to stay here much longer. Because the more I hear it, the more I'm worried something bad
5: will happen.
1: We will... We will do our best, and Arineal kind of kind of claps Gilly on the shoulder a bit and turns to Elise, and I think Arineal knew she was failing at this cabin repair, and just Elise agreeing to take it over is...
0: Eased her a bit. Okay, so we'll fade out of that scene. Sorry, I was going to start giving Stephen an answer to some of his questions in chat. We'll fade out of that scene, uh, and we will pick up. We'll kind of kind of shift gears. Just so say everything kind of fades, the black. We open up. We're going to start with like sort of establishing shot of these, of the, of the blue mountains, the Rocky, it's kind of like this Rocky string of North South running mountains. Uh, and we'll, I'm going to turn to Daggett and Floyd. Um, we're going to say it's been about three weeks since the two of you met, uh, at the, the crackstone halls or the halls of crackstone. And you have been working together to sort of explore various places where Snaggit might have been held up. And a lot of this has been Daggett kind of leading to where you might be able to find Snaggit or some of his oath breakers. So my question for Steven, uh, we are obviously in or around the Blue Mountains. What promising lead... Have you currently led Floyd to? Why do you think that Snaggit would be here? And what's something that happened the last time you and Snaggit were here together? So this is for you to describe. I didn't give All them right. these questions ahead of time, by the way. I want them to know Sorry. how difficult it is sometimes One second here for me to come up with stuff of them
4: I would say that I have taken Floyd to a cave near some of the halls. It's a natural cave, but it's actually been flooded and has quite good fishing. Snagit and I used to come here when we were younger and go fishing in this cave and it, it wasn't a popular spot. Like, not many people knew about it. We kept it a secret. So I was hoping that there would be a chance that if he was trying to take refuge, this would be a good place to go.
0: Okay. So we we open up then as, like, we do our establishing shot. We kind of then cut inwards and we see a very large natural cave. Uh, we can hear the sounds of, like dripping and rippling water here and there. We see lanterns or torches held by by Floy and Daggett, two dwarves uh, that are standing what seems to be on the edge of kind of an underground lake of some kind. Uh, We can see occasionally the light kind of pushes through the surface, and there's these sort of pale-looking fish that seem to be shifting around beneath the water. I'm going to turn to Floy and the travels that you've had with Daggett for the past couple of weeks, what is something that he has done that has made you suspicious, and what is something he has done to endear himself to you? So, on either side.
3: Yeah, at supper times, he actually hooks me up. He's buttering me up with extra servings of ale and just promising that we'll, we'll find him. But every time, he's just been leading me on a wild goose chase we have been going to the dead ends every nook and cranny just yeah snag here but he's never is so
0: you've come into this cavern uh you've you weaved around a few different tunnels and you've made it to what looks like kind of a a smaller spot where you can easily kind of set up some some basic cave fishing here go ahead and roll a scan floy
3: I have an advantage or f- favored mm-hmm. that's a great success
0: you look around here and while there are signs that someone might have stayed here at some point in the past, it certainly doesn't look like anyone stayed here recently there there's some sort of uh, you know suggestion of like there might have been a campfire kind of set up here at some point. But you go near the coals to where the stones have been kind of created into a circle to sort of save fire. Nothing for, like, you You look at it like the, the ashes are months old, if not older. Like, no one's been here for a significant period of time. But Daggett has been saying, this is, you know, this is a decent spot. This is a decent spot. It could, it could be here. It could be here. But once more, this is maybe the sixth or seventh spot that you've you've gone and searched in the last few weeks with Daggett and. the... In the various caves and tunnels near Cragstone and Gladrock, you're still in your relative neighborhood. And once more, you see nothing. And I will turn to you guys.
4: Well, what can I say? I mean, he's a slippery fella. That's why we all love him.
3: Dang it, Dag, It's one more spot. <laughs> and, if he's, and if he's not there.
4: Well, I mean, we're already here, and it's getting kind of dark outside. We might as well be camp, you know, do some fishing. I, I can uh, cut down some branches and get us a rod pretty quick. If you want to, we could have a fun night. I, we brought that keg
3: of ale. We might as well. But I'm beginning to think you don't even know where he is.
4: Oh no no, I mean I don't know precisely where he is, but I know the places he goes for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll have him. This next one, we've we've crossed off how many spots? Like there's only maybe one more, maybe
3: two, three at most. If we don't find him soon, I've got some friends coming, and you better tell me before you tell them, because oh boy, it's gonna be easier if you do. Oh well. You're such a fearsome
4: dwarf. I'd hate to see these friends of yours if they're tougher than you.
5: Whew.
0: Okay, so uh, Daggett, you go and try to get that fishing. I'm making
4: some fishing rods.
0: Okay, I'll tell you what. Both of you, I don't know what what what, what, what would fishing be. Would that be? A hunting test, I assume? Probably, right? Feels like. Makes it, sense, yeah. yeah. Uh, both of you roll hunting.
3: I, I have nothing in that. Actually, <laughs> <Ashley, laughs> I Ashley, I wrote the same thing down in my notes. I wrote the same <laughs> thing down in my notes. Dang it, Daggett, yeah.
0: That's so funny. A lot of things we could do with that Daggett name.
5: Yeah.
4: Okay. An easy fail. All oh, right. just to wait, Jeff. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I failed with a three. I don't think I have anything I can boost it, so I'm just at a three.
0: Okay, so Daggett, you you make all of these promises. We're going to have a fun night. We're going to go get some fishing. I used to fish all the time with Snagit as a kid. You guys see the fish in here, but then you get your, you, you make these, these sort of quick rods from a from a couple trees that are scattered about on the, the mountainside uh, out on the surface. You come back, and you spend kind of hours sitting here, you know, trying to to fish out something for dinner uh and the night progresses and it's it's well past when you would normally eat your eat your supper there floy and you still not you or daggett have not caught a fish
4: at all but we have been drinking the ale okay fair enough
3: all right daggett, uh, i don't yeah. think you've been fishing either this is another one of your lies
4: No, no, we we would fish here all the time. Look at this place. It's overfished. You can't see a single guppy in here. I I haven't seen nary a
3: minnow. I've been sitting here for hours. Just head back to town. I'm hungry.
4: Oh, I mean, I thought we were going to camp here, you know. We're going to be walking in the dark. Otherwise, it looks like it might rain. I I don't like getting wet.
3: Uh, You better catch something soon, then, or I'm going to eat you.
4: Well hold on. We we did bring some <laughs> some uh trail rations. If we don't have to go that far. I just thought we could supplement with the fishing.
3: How's some hard bread sound? Sounds terrible. I grab some from them.
5: Okay. Have so, some more
3: ale. So you
0: start eating this this hard tack bread, you're drinking the ale, you're getting drunker and drunker. Floy sounds like he's being a little bit of an angry drunk tonight. Uh as as the night sort of progresses, both of you eventually fall asleep, the embers of the of the fire nearby, no one's around. Floy, as you're sleeping, you kind of You kind of wake up. You're in this sort of vague state of like in-between alertness, right? Where like. You're not sure if you're awake. You're not sure if you're asleep. You you hear, shh, shh, like the sounds of shh of someone kind of. It almost sounds once more like the scraping of sharpening stone against metal. But when you look up, you remember that memory, like when you were in the Rudauer Hills. There's no one across the fire like anymore. You see, there's Daggett. He's sleeping nearby. You're over and over and over again in this horribly obnoxious sound but as you're like listening and you're hearing that sound of sort of scraping you realize it's not it's not actually like the metal sharpening stone on the sword you look out and you can see that in the distance on the lake maybe 50 yards away 70 somewhere between there it looks like there is a light there is this old kind of rickety boat or raft more likely it doesn't really have sides it's just sort of like a flat raft and you can see that there is this this lantern that's just sitting atop it and it's just floating there in the water and it seems like it's there's a current like that you didn't necessarily notice before but it's steadily sort of drifting away and you realize that Like at the far end, as the light is like reaching the other side of this, this underground lake, there is this kind of um, kind of overhang of of rock that comes down. And it almost looks like this raft is just sort of bumping up against trying to go underneath, but not quite making it. And every time it hits, you hear (laughs) kind of echoing throughout this, this, this huge cave there's no other sound really other than like the rippling of water and that's what you see as you wake up
3: if i can get any closer to the
0: wrap. you would need to probably swim out there if that's something that you're willing to do
3: how bad is the water it's deep current
0: uh you there's no current that you can that you was able to able to witness it just looked very still um and easy to see through, like you can see the ground, you can see the, the sort of surface of it, take a few steps, small fish start to scatter here and there, or a few crustaceans as well, but eventually you do have to swim, uh, you can't see all the way, like there is a point as you're swimming where you kind of lose sight of the ground underneath um, the surface of the water, so maybe 15 feet at, at its deepest depths, What's is not inconsiderable.
3: Yeah, I'll lighten the load a bit, see if I can make it out to the rift.
0: Okay, so you take off all your armor, and you start swimming. <laughs> mm.
4: You start. This swimming. was my goal in getting him in the cave. Mm-hmm. You start swimming
0: all the way across, and eventually you reach this this raft. No issues, and you, you get out, and you can see that on that raft, there appears to be this, this sort of rusted lantern uh, that looks like it's it's seen better days. Like like the metal itself is, is kind of crumbling here and there. You crawl up on top of the, the raft. The raft is sort of splitting apart in some ways here and there. Uh, but you can see that this this lantern is, is up there. Uh, but you also notice that there is this kind of rusted set of tools. You can see what looks like some kind of hook some kind and maybe like a, like a machete that's kind of all all kind of on top of here and everything's just on this on this raft
5: not
3: collect it and head back to shore
5: okay
0: you start to pull on back are you bringing the raft with you or just the tools
3: uh, i can drag the raft back
0: okay so you start dragging this raft back you make it you make it to the other side back to shore Daggett has not awoken. He's still snoring away. And as you get there, like you can see that the lantern, which has been burning this whole time, like there's been clear oil in it. It's burning the oil. But eventually as it kind of gets, you get back to the edge where the campfire is, it just kind of dims and goes completely out.
3: Looking around the cave, there's no sign of anybody. Roll an awareness test. Awareness, one pivot. That's a failure. Okay. Um. So as
0: you look around, you you do notice one thing. Even with a failure, you do notice that there is. It's not so much what you see, but what you hear. You hear the sounds of sort of shuffling boots. Like you can hear, like like footsteps, but like shuffling, not like clean hard steps as if someone's limping or dragging a foot or something like that.
3: I'll shove Daggett awake. Hey, is uh, somebody, someone's here.
4: Oh, that bread hurt my stomach.
3: What? Got company.
4: Uh, and I'll uh, grab my mattock, which is like a, a mix between a pickaxe and a hammer. Um, and I'll use it to pull myself up where
3: i don't see them but i hear them
0: and you i would say too jagged you would be able to kind of as you listen carefully you can hear the sounds of footsteps or dragging of footsteps um coming from the, the direction back out to the surface and you also notice that that Floyd has kind of collected what looks like a lantern some tools and a, and a raft as well
4: Um, we're in dwarf territory, right? So like mm-hmm. there might be bandits and stuff like that, but for the most part it's dwarf area. Yeah, this is um, this is
0: dwarf country for sure.
4: I, I think I would call out. Ho there. Yeah. Friend or foe.
0: You you hear the, the shuffling and the dragon kind of stop. And this sort of old voice comes from the the, the sort of the cavern out
6: hello there uh, uh, friend I, uh, uh, I beg your pardon i i i i didn't mean to 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 wake you in your your slumber
0: and you don't see where this voice you don't see who's 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 doing this voice you just hear the sound of the voice. Uh, you said our fire went out, basically, right? It's basically low, low, low embers. It's giving off a little bit of light, but not a ton.
4: I'd like to use it to try and light a torch. Yeah. Uh, just to give us some light, then. Easily uh, yeah. Friend, uh, come share our fire, if you don't mind revealing yourself.
6: Uh, very, very you. One, one, one moment, I'm heavy
0: And then... You hear the footsteps begin again, the dragging, and you see emerging from the tunnel, kind of coming in here, uh, you see this very elderly, disheveled dwarf. Uh, You can tell that his hair is going off in a thousand different directions. It's this sort of dusty, light brown gray. His beard has not been braided or combed in a very considerable amount of time, He's wearing, like, no mail. You don't see any metal on him. It's just sort of cloth and leathers and furs. And he is dragging on the ground what just looks like a patchy rucksack of some kind.
6: Uh, hello. Uh, I beg your pardon, young dwarves. I, uh, I, meant, I meant no offense. I I was, I was merely looking uh, for, uh, for my... Uh, my spectacles, I, I seem to have um, misplaced them and I've i have gotten a little lost my uh, my, uh you see I left, I left my wife back in, in our home and I can for, for the foggiest find my way back and uh, there are two of you, right? I,
0: and you can see he's kind of squinting in your direction
3: Yeah, there's two of us <laughs> I'll see if the bag I dragged in it's his at all. It has the spectacles.
0: Yeah, you go through the things
3: and you don't see any spectacles. It's just sort of like rusted tools. I found some tools. These happen to be yours.
6: Uh, uh, no, no, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. No, 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 well, actually, my my uh, my good wife, uh, perhaps it's hers, not, not mine, though, I everything I need here
0: and you notice he's kind of dragging his foot by him he's kind of limping a bit he's his leg as he gets a little closer you get closer to him his, his pant leg is just like kind of matted with with sort of wet blood um, and the bag itself as well you can see the patchwork same thing there's kind of little bits of blood in it as well
3: are you injured
6: oh yes it's it's very Embarrassing thing! In fact, I, I stepped in one of my own traps. You see, I'm, a, I'm a trapper, you know, I say. and I, uh, I was off uh, collecting, uh, uh, collecting from the traps uh, earlier this evening. I mean, I, uh, I as, as I said, I, I uh, get a little turned around from time to time, and uh, stepped in one of my own, and I'm. And, um, I haven't my uh, my wife, uh, Meg. She's far more uh, capable of of uh, of medicine than I and
0: You can see there's like this a very crude kind of bandage wrapped around it that isn't really doing much effort,
3: much work to it. Uh, it's, the sun's not up yet.
6: You're
3: willing to wait.
6: Um, it 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 is coming up. Uh, in fact, it's very, very faint. You can see it in the distance. That's why I was getting started. We, uh, my wife and I live in a cave up the mountain that I, I thought it might be this cave for the parents I was from. I begging your pardon.
3: What do you think, Daggett? Should we help him?
6: Uh, what is your name, friend? I'm uh,
4: Daggett. This is Lord Floyd.
6: Uh, uh, Lord, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm Rolly, uh, son of Rodan. No lordship, uh, uh, very. No great tales or stories to tell, I must say. Uh, But it's it's a a pleasure to meet you in honor. Uh, To meet. Nobility. Uh, What is
4: in your bag there? Is that traps or have you caught something? Oh,
0: it's badges. And he kind of opens it up and you just. Oh, it's just. Like a dozen dead bloody badgers. And you can see like black and white stripes here and there. Yes, yes.
6: Good hole. Good hole. Neat.
0: And you notice too that like on his clothes is like badger fur here and there, kind of dotting some of his, uh, some of his patchwork
4: clothing. My brother Taggett is also a trapper. Uh, I do believe you're a bit more successful than him, though. I've, I've never seen quite, an, quite a lucrative haul. Uh, would you care to have a seat, take a load off? We can try to look at your injury there.
6: Uh, yeah, uh, yes, uh, that's very kind of you, lads. I greatly appreciate it. Um, most don't have respect for the elders these
0: days. And you see he struggles to kind of get down in a way that's comfortable, To eventually he kind of flops down.
4: I don't have any healing, but Maybe I would take a look at that. it. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll. And I, I was more thinking like I would unbandage it and so go, oh, that's bad, and then bandage yeah. it back up. <laughs> just go ahead and roll. That's fine. Uh, I needed an 18 and I rolled a 9.
0: Uh, you do, in fact, unband- unbandage it. You see a little streak of blood come down. Uh, it's not clotting properly, you can tell. Uh, but you quickly bandage something back up in a way that you hope is correct, but
6: doesn't seem, you like, oh, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, he gets a little woozy, like, thank you, thank you kindly, you have the hands uh, very, <sighs> Oh, excuse me, I beg your pardon
4: how How long ago were you injured you're You're still bleeding uh i, I feel uh, like the blood should have stopped by now
6: well i I, I, I left the evening to uh, correct the traps and instead in the trap itself, and I've been wandering throughout the night trying to find my way home, but at some point, my spectacles fell. And I have not been able to find them. And if you think it's difficult to navigate in the dark, imagine navigating in the dark without your spectacles. It is far more difficult.
4: And well, you're in luck. Lord Floy and I, we've been wandering all over the Blue Mountains. Uh, we're not in a time crunch whatsoever. We can help you find your way home. How oh, can you now? Oh, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. D- uh, can't we, Floy?
6: Yeah, we're going to help this old mugger. I uh, I am so greatly indebted to you, but thank you. Uh, as a reward. He kind of reaches into his bag,
0: pulls out this bloody badger, and he hands one to each of you.
4: And we'll we'll fade from that scene. Wait, is there a foundry item that I can drag onto my character sheet for the bloody badger? Sure. <laughs> we'll fade a useful item.
0: Uh, right? It's <laughs> a grenade. Want
1: that to be your useful item.
0: All right, so we'll fade from that. And then we will pick up on Gilly and Orinial. Um, you did you have any last business that you would have attended to in Bree before you set out for the Blue Mountains?
2: Um, depending on how quickly we set out, like Gilly would spend as much time with her parents because she has been kind of like avoiding them.
5: Yeah,
0: that's fine. But yeah, I mean any any that's really any sort of specific business.
2: Um Anything you would do, Arneel? Um,
0: no, is a perfectly acceptable yeah. answer. It's not. I'm not leading the witness here. I'm just <laughs>
5: yeah,
2: no, I'm. I, yeah, I don't think I have anything. Maybe I'd let Oswald know where we're going, but that's about it.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Yeah, I think Arneel, like now that she's past sort of the laser focus on that, now like getting back on the road is what she would like to do.
0: Okay. So if that's the case, we, we see a sort of montage of Gilly and Rennial at dinner. Gilly, in the next day or so, they're running around, kind of getting various supplies around Bree and Coom and the other hamlets and villages. Uh, a tearful goodbye to your parents, uh, a, a kind of respectful goodbye to Oswald Breaker. And then the two of you get on the road. You leave out the gates of Bree once more. You get onto the Great East Road, start heading westward towards the Brandywine Bridge. It's a few days' travel we see that is, is, again, the land is is bright. The snow has melted. It's still cool, uh, but not uh, not cold by any stretch. You pass a few other travelers along the way here and there in your time. Uh, but it isn't until you're kind of nearing the Randy Rhoads. You're probably within a day or so uh, to the south of you. Originally, you would know the old forest extends, uh, and you see the two of you along the side of the road. There appears to be a a wagon of uh, in in some sort of distress. Uh, so you can see that there is what looks like a, a hobbit sized wagon, and you can see that laying on this on its side is what looks to be a pony. There are a handful of hobbits that are kind of huddled around the pony, uh, three of them specifically. You can see that the wagon has suffered some damage. There are a few arrows here sticking out of it, including one sticking out of the pony itself, uh, and you can see that the wagon has, has sort of been... Sort of emptied here and there, and you see a lot of its goods and sort of uh, its items have been spread along the road nearby. As the two of you approach, one of the the three hobbits kind of looks up and says,
6: "How, how, how? There, oh, begging, please, no more, no more, please, please. We've you've taken everything. We've got no, we've got nothing left. Leave us be. Leave us be." We're just peaceful merchants peaceful traders this I tell you Bosco this is why we shouldn't come out of the Shire
0: and they kind of all start haggling and, and arguing with each other and then they remember that you're there oh oh
6: right but please no more we've got
2: nothing we're uh what, who what happened
6: what happened well I mean you've been robbed but I hope it hobbit
1: oh it's okay boys oh, it's a hobbit we're fine we are okay Oh goodness! And then Erneal will step out.
0: Well, no, that's why. Like they were kind of referring yeah. to you, but once well, maybe you step to the side, and that's where like Gilly comes out
5: from
6: behind. Yeah, you. she's like, "Hey, I'm here." Oh goodness! It's a whole Brigands, oh they they accosted us on the road, and they they shot poor Jeremy.
0: It, like they look down at the pony who's just like on the ground Aww. with an arrow kind of sticking out of its. Can I
2: try it, and heal him?
0: Sure. Yeah, you roll, you run up, and you can see like there's this this. It's deep in the in the side, like the back flank, uh, right into the leg. Uh,
2: just a regular success.
0: Okay. Um. So let's go ahead and do that one. I guess. No, no, that's a little too moody. Okay. So you you get down. Uh, and you can see that there's the two other hobbits. Uh, these, these three guys are kind of all scattering about, and one of them stays down there with you, and it's like, hi. Uh, and the other uh, kind of stands up. <laughs>
5: hi.
6: Hi. Um, they, oh, poor, poor, this poor little t- – I've, I've raised him since he was a tiny little, whatever they call, baby ponies, but he was very oh, small.
5: A foal. Please
6: help him. A foal? Is you, he's not a foal. He's quite intelligent
2: yeah that's baby ponies but let me let me just see what I can do and uh so Gilly it's like snaps off the end of the thing and she's like it's gonna bleed when I pull this out but we'll bandage it
6: I'm not so good with blood then maybe look away or close your eyes no no it's no no I'll I'll be okay if you uh, if you barf
2: on it it will make it worse and I will barf on you what why would you barf on me like a penalty? If I, or, if, I, if I smell your barf, it's just going to be like a, a, a chain reaction. We're all going to be
6: barfing. Oh, I'm not going to barf. If anything, I'm not. Uh, you know, keel over or something. But I'm not going to barf. I promise. Uh, okay, okay. And
2: then she just t- rips it out and she's got a band-aid that just, or mm. like a mm. piece of cloth. Mm. Don't you, look away. Mm look away oh, and gilly like puts her hand on his face and like turns his face <laughs> he's got like horse blood now kind of on his <laughs> cheek
0: <laughs> and so at some point just goes, i'm
6: okay i'm okay oh god oh god
0: uh and you you take a look and it's it's <gasps> it's a it's a pretty deep wound but you you think you can kind of stitch him up the the, the pony might have some trouble uh, kind of recovering for a little while, but you don't think, like, there's no broken bones or anything like that. It's a very deep flesh wound, so it'll probably be in pain for a little while, but otherwise it's probably going to recover, and you think you've you've kind of cleaned the wound enough that there won't be any sort of infection to spread and cause more, more difficulty.
2: Cool. Um, would the horse be able to continue to travel, or, or a would the need to go back to, t- to town? No,
6: wait, is it? It's a, a mule. No, it's a pony. It's a pony. Uh, You
0: would be able to. It would be more diff. You it would be able to travel, but you would you would probably be hesitant about having it pull the wagon.
2: Okay, yeah. So Gilly will let them know. Now I've I've cleaned this up and stitched it up as best as I could,
6: but it really shouldn't be pulling your wagon. It's a it's it's a it's a hay knot in it. It's I told you. Sorry, His name was he. Jeremy. It's it, it is Jeremy. He's going to make it.
2: Oh, he Jeremy's gonna make it. Okay, but he, sh- he shouldn't be pulling the wagon.
6: Okay, okay. Well, there's nothing really in it anymore. They took anything of value. We were we were headed into Bray. We were gonna trade some leaf, but they, they took it. They took that's it all.
2: Terrible.
6: And we had other olds and trinkets and things, and our money. Because like, that's what they used the nuggets and things. And they took it all. Every every last thing we had. A couple of them are like, oh, I told you, we should have brought more folk with us. We can't bring more folk with us. I, what, what, what are you talking about? We we couldn't fight them. They were twice our size. They go, oh, shut up. Shut up, Rufus. It would have been fine. It's your fault. You're the one who wanted to talk to them in the first place. What am I? I said hello. That's all I said. I said hi. That's it. It's it.
0: And they just start once more like breaking into this crazy argument in
6: front of you.
1: Reniel will kind of interject into that so... How many of them were there? 50!
6: There were not 50, there were five.
1: No, no, that's what I meant. I meant five. Okay, so there were five of them. I'm kind of woozy. The blood, oh goodness. It can certainly be difficult to see. Uh, Where were they? So they didn't ambush you, they were.
6: Nope, well, well, they, well, there were two. A uh, 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 lovely husband and wife. They weren't husband and wife. They were lying to you, Rufus. Now, now, they could be husband and wife. So there want. were two of but them. Well, Brigands can be come? married. What are you trying to say? It's just a bachelor and bachelorhood not they could be married. Well, they, they they gave us names, but I don't know whether we can believe that it's their names.
5: I mean, well, if they're going to steal from you? us, they lie
6: about anything. Well, 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 one of them said his name was, was Delvin and the other was Marla. Oh, okay. They said, I'm "What are you? What, what are you carrying?" We said, well, "We're carrying like, from from the shire, you know, long bottom, and there you know various other trinkets and goods."
1: And did did you happen to see which direction they they left after they took all of your wares?
0: And they all instantly go. They went that way, and they all point in a different direction.
1: I, you 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 do realize that you all. Outbreak! no, they
6: went that way. No, they didn't. They went this way. Posco, I swear, if you try, no, they went that way. They went south. No, they went north. No, no, they went east. They went east. They they went went that way. You would have seen them.
2: Unless they scattered and they all went into a separate direction to throw you off.
6: They are very crafty. They are. They could have gone this way and that way. They didn't. They went south. No. Cosco, they went to the north. And I'm like, no, 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 they went east. Rufus, it, they didn't go east. If they went east, then our new friends would have seen them. I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. Did you did you see them?
1: No. Okay. No, and maybe they don't.
6: didn't go east.
1: How long ago did this happen? Dice.
6: Not, D, de- Rufus. Not more than an hour ago.
1: I, I see. And so... Irvineal will just sort of shoot Gilly a look because um, she wants to do what she does, look for tracks, see if she can...
2: Yeah, I think this is a great idea.
0: Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, roll uh, hunting t- hunting test, I guess. You want, that's what you want to do. You want to try to track them? You're looking for yeah. tracks and you want to hunt them? Though. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, my word.
2: Steven, you're right. I never know if it's good or bad.
1: <laughs> have no that's a fail
0: you look around and it's a road it's been a little soggy of late as ice and snow have melted and so there are a considerable amount of tracks but you can see that people have been been quick to send uh send some wagons on the road kind of going from the shire to, to Brie here and there uh you can see both you can see all sorts of tracks. Unfortunately, it's so muddled that you can't really see much of anything. You can't really discern one from the other. Um, and plus, there's your own, all that kind of stuff. And and as you're looking around, at one point you say, "What you looking at?" And like this, this like Rufus Hobbit comes up. What you what you looking at there? That's just mud. Why are you
6: looking at mud?
1: I yes, well, uh, good sir, I was hoping to find some uh, footprints. Since oh, uh, there Well, may- there's
6: some right there, and there's some over there. And look, Ye- I just made one right there too. What do you
1: want them for? I I so generally if someone is um running away, you can find them by looking for their footprints and then following their footprints. So I was trying to make make only a few footprints while I looked at other footprints, but the whole of you have been making a lot of footprints and making uh, it very difficult to track what? why the individuals that took your things.
6: Are you you blaming us? We got robbed. We're the victims here. And you're blaming us for this? Oh, that's no, not I very was, nice.
1: I was simply stating that I usually am successful at tracking and this time I am not successful. It is no fault of yours.
6: Oh. Well, you certainly made it sound like it was my fault. You it's... said the lot of us were making a lot of footprints or something.
1: It was I was simply stating a fact that there were too many footprints for me to discern which footprints were theirs
6: So it is our fault is what you're saying. We should have been walking no. around a lot.
1: It it's been a long winter. It's spring. It's... That's just how long of a winter it's been. Okay. It barely even feels like spring. I'll see. Well, thanks for helping. we we'll try trying to, anyway. Well, I'm-, I'm certainly sorry that you uh, lost your wares and are now unable to trade. Yeah.
6: Oh, I guess it's back to the shire, then. I guess it's just... <sighs> oh, well. Well, what do you say, boys? So we return...
0: And you like they're looking around and like a couple of them are kind of talking to Gilly or checking in on Jamie, like,
6: I uh well I still got a few bits and such in my pockets that they didn't take. And they start kind of pulling out stuff here and there. Maybe we could buy some of them toys we wanted. And then like another one's just like like I don't know, Postco, if uh if buying toys is necessarily the best use of that coin, you know? I mean I know you your, your children, they got the, their birthdays are coming up. But, the, you know, there's there's other things we could be purchasing. With, you know, you could save it, go back,
5: get more if scene, I could,
1: so if, if I could interrupt a bit, um, is there uh, some trade close by in toys? No, no, we just sometimes
6: the folks in Bray, they get things from... Dale or something, and they shift them over here and whatever. Porsco over there has got some youngins. Their birthday's coming around and we thought maybe, you know, something nice for them and such. You know, it was a rough year. We didn't really have a lot of celebration. Very cold. And uh, we are thinking maybe something nice for them is all. It wasn't like the top priority. We had other things we had to bring back, but you know, it was just an odd day, yeah.
1: Oh, sure. I, I just, I asked because there were some, uh, Toys that had gone missing that were uh, in route out west a bit, and you happened to mention toys, and it piqued my curiosity.
6: Are you calling me a thief? I think she's calling us thieves. No. Are you calling us a thief?
1: And Eridan just sort of going to look at Gilly and just say, "It seems like one of no. those days where I just I say things and they go the wrong way."
2: Do we want to take a peek down south to see if we can find them or pick up some tracks?
6: I don't think they went south. I do think they went that way. I am not know why. They didn't go that way. You would have sold them. No, I think they went that way. And he points to the north.
2: Well, could you ping about where we're at?
6: Sure. Uh, you're just
0: east of the Brandywine Bridge. So just north of the old forest.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, Gilly, if you want to go in that direction, we certainly could. I I tried looking for tracks, and I... And she'll kind of look back at Rufus as she chooses her words. I was unsuccessful at finding a trail. She says it's awful that she can't find a trail. She
6: thinks we're thieves. I'll bet you she thinks we stole our own wares and we
1: shot our pony. That's what probably she thinks...
6: Rufus, I uh, I don't think that's what she thinks.
1: I do not. But Gilly, if you want to look in the other direction Um, from where I went, we could try.
2: We, If you need coin, perhaps I could purchase your cart from you?
6: You want to buy a cart from us? Well, one mile me.
0: And they all kind of like go off to the side. They get into this little huddle, and you just hear and they kind of look up at you and then they kind of go back down like go for head again and back down and then they all sort of break and they
6: come out <clears throat> what would be your purchase price madam this
2: is Ashley to Jeff what would be a good purchase price
6: uh, why don't we do
0: uh, let's see Let's do I mean a persuade, maybe, or yeah, let's do like a persuade. We don't need to okay. be specific about it. we can just like, you know, abstract it up. Okay. When it what did long
3: break to, Steven? Uh her saying that they're thieves. Okay. <laughs> i have just laughing at how well you've been doing this band of Hobbits. It's amazing. <laughs> I really love really love doing hobbits. I have so much fun.
2: Uh, I just had a regular success.
0: Okay. So uh I will say that you will negotiate a price that is not particularly good to you but not outrageously poor like it's it's yeah. okay but like you arrange to to purchase it but at one point
6: they're like hey you said the wicked you didn't say Jeremy I'm not chasing Jeremy I've raised him since he was a bitty tiny fool I
2: have I have root with me so uh I could just hitch it
6: to my car. Are you trying to say Root is better than Jeremy? Is that what you're trying to say?
5: Well, does no, Root have, I, have an
6: arrow in his ass?
2: I did say that Jeremy is not able to pull this wagon at this time because it would injure him further. Did you not remember that?
6: You're trying to call me stupid that I can't remember something? Rufus? It just happened five videos ago. Of course I remember. Of course you remember.
2: And Gilly just well, puts her hands well, of on her I did. hips. Yes, that's what I said. Are we in accord? Are we in accord now? We're on a road. Do, do we have a deal? Am I buying this wagon to give you guys some extra gold or no? Um,
6: gold, you've got
0: gold. Gold's not really—it's silver. or
2: whatever. Then, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, how how we?
6: how, well, well, okay then. We have, we have a cord.
2: Thank you. And so then. Gilly goes through with the transaction and then she's she's like, alright, make sure that you guys, when you go into town and to breathe, that you say hello to my folks. Your folks? We're the, yeah, we're the kettle grasses. The kettle grasses?
6: Okay. Yeah. Warm breakfast That's, foggy, brook. It is a pleasure to meet you. P-
2: pleasure's all mine.
6: Kind of fixes the then, eyebrows a little
2: bit. <laughs> and she's like, uh, my father did uh, uh, create a new strain of of sweet grass,
6: so... Sweet grass? Yeah. I've, I've heard of sweet grass. It is, it's, it's pretty good, I suppose, for something that's not out of the Shire. I didn't realize mm-hmm. there was a hobbit behind it. It makes a lot more sense now, I think. You yes, see it does. You Posco is saying. Yes. And did you, did you give your name? Yeah. Okay, and he's like, hey, wait, your name's Gilly. Yes. My wife's name is Gilly. What a coincidence this is. Oh, what a delight. Gilly Kettlegrass. Bosco Baggins. He sticks his hand out.
2: And Gilly also gives him a handshake.
6: Pleasure to meet you. It's just an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for all your help, Madam. Uh, Don't listen to Rufus. Uh, He got kicked in the head uh, a few years ago when he went on an adventure. Mm -hmm. And uh, just like my cousin. And, uh, well, he's not been quite the same since. Yes. Oh. Yes,
2: and and Gilly gets an extra couple coin, and she's like, "Please get your your kids something nice."
6: Oh well, uh, thank you very much. Thank, it's so very kind of you. Just want to double check that it's not Alberic.
0: I can't remember which one has kids. It's either Alberic or Pasco have the kids. Okay.
2: Which one ever has kids? Yeah. Oh, they
0: both have
6: them actually. I wrote it down that they both have. Well, oh, it's very kind oh. of you. Very kind. Uh, very, very, very delightful.
1: Uh, Reniel will try to come back into this conversation. This has gone well so far, she'll Give it a try. <laughs> she just, like, <laughs> lingers behind Gilly, just like.
5: <laughs> no.
1: And she'll just kind of come in and be like, you mentioned an ad- adventure. Where where did you adventure off to?
6: Oh, I went on a fascinating journey. I did. Off to the south. Oh, why? Uh, and so I'll ping it on the map for you all. Uh, but in the place, it's called Minheri... Minhiri. Minhiriath. That's well, at least that's what the dwarf said. So, you know, very smart one. He was scholarly, knew everything about everything. He was a he was a delightful old man, oldest man I think I've ever met. Or uh, maybe uh, you, you, maybe you've heard of him. His name is his wolf, son of wealth. Now I can see in you your face.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, saying the same thing.
0: Uh, sure. Why not? Go for it.
1: Now that I have my newly upgraded Wits TN.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Uh,
2: extraordinary success.
0: Okay. Uh, so you've never met him, uh, personally, uh, but it probably, his, his name might have come up when you were with, uh, with Floyd and his family in the halls of Gladstone. Uh, that he is uh, a, a very elderly, uh, elderly scholar, lore master, uh, known to be a bit curmudgeonly. Actually, very, uh, very curmudgeonly, in fact. Uh, and you, in he- the the rumor is, is that like it was probably brought up because you were a hobbit coming into the halls,
6: and how maybe somebody said, "Well, well don't show your face in front of in front of Wolf, because if you do." He'll he'll likely spit in it. He can't stand hobbits. He talks all the time about the most annoying little creature he's ever met in his life. Some, oh, I forget his name, but he was a tiny little whelp. And he just yapped and yapped and yapped, asked him questions like he was a little dog following around. And that's where you've heard his name.
2: Gilly, <laughs> Gilly just keeps that information to herself. But like in the back of her mind, she's like, this must be the hobbit that made
0: Do you mention Do you mention that you know Wolf? Because he's like looking at you inspectedly. Uh
2: sure, yeah. She's like, uh I, I never met him personally, but I did I did hear about him.
6: Oh, he's the greatest. We were best of friends. Oh we fought side so- by side we did. I made sure nothing came to him I was his protector I waved it and out poking at Various goblins and things coming down on him Made sure nothing could harm him His brain was just far too Luxurious and important He was essential and So I made what? sure he was alright
2: What was he studying at the time?
6: Law Oh <laughs> and, and Gilly, just Lots of kind of it. Gilly. All the law <laughs> Very important, detailed lore. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. Did he share any of that lore with you?
6: Oh, sure, sure. But I can't share it. Because it was a special mission. It was top sacred.
2: Uh, okay.
6: Came down from the top. And they told us. To keep it secret.
1: Oh. When when you say came down from the top, who whom whom is the, the top?
6: Well that's part of the secret now, isn't it?
2: And, and Gilly just gives a little a look like we're not gonna get any answers. Yeah,
0: behind Rufus you see like Pasco and Albrecht are just like shaking their heads at you all, like like stop it, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> they've heard, the, heard story the story before so many times. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Okay.
1: Well, it seems to be uh, there are not not so many that have ventured so far, and you made it back safely, and that uh, speaks speaks well of you. Indeed it
6: does. I am oh, some people say I'm the second most adventurous hobbit in the history of hobbits, behind this one's cousin, but I like to think I'm the most adventurous. No one, no one else thinks that that's okay.
1: Well, you're brave nonetheless.
6: You will. I am. Thank you very much.
1: And everyone else is like, oh, that went okay. And she's just going to like back up <laughs> and like end on a high note. Okay. <laughs> well, you're ahead.
0: <laughs> and so, at- we exactly.
2: do like the Midwestern goodbye where we like start saying goodbyes and then like he starts Three telling Three days later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
6: <laughs> And then another Tom,
0: always in the swamp was, And then we start to fade as you all are trying to, to go. We'll and Gilly's
6: like, scene. uh-huh, uh-huh, bye, bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, I'm going to say hi to you
5: dad for you. All
0: right, we're going to be seeing him again. Okay, so we'll fade out of that scene as you all uh, sort of help uh, <laughs> sort of help the, the poor stranded hobbits.
2: Kind of.
0: And we will fade back in on our... Um, on our our dwarvish crew, who have, uh, we'll say this is a f- probably a few hours later or so, maybe later in the day, as you all have been uh, traversing the uh, the blue mountain slopes uh, near the halls of Gladrock and and Cragstone. You've got Raleigh with you. Um, let's see. Let me. What do I want to do? Let's do a little. Let's do some of that. Okay, so you start kind of, kind of moving around and kind of climbing. He's taking you higher and higher and higher, and he's kind of like limping the whole time. He's like,
6: I, thank you so much, boss. I'm trying to remember the voice I used for him. Thanks, you uh, appreciate for the help, indeed. Uh,
0: and he's limping the whole time. Floyd, do you have a beat with you?
3: Uh, if the terrain's not too bad, yeah, I can take him.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, he's a pony. He's probably, he's a mountain pony. So he's probably used to these types of things. This is where he grew up anyway. Eventually after a very long, a long morning, long afternoon as evening comes, he leads you all uh, kind of up a slope and then down into this. What looks like this broken crevasse, like where as if part of the mountain itself has just cracked and peeled away from itself, revealing this sort of sliver of earth.
6: And he starts, "This is it all. I'll definitely remember this." Guess, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Where is it? Where is it?
0: And you see he's kind of, like, moving along the walls as as the credits gets kind of wider and wider. He's, like, kind of feeling because he's still kind of reaching out with his hands here and there. Like,
6: where is it? Where is it? Uh, I'll find it. I'll find it. One second. And
0: and eventually, you all arrive at what looks like this sort of circular frame uh, carved into the side of this interior wall of a crevasse. And again, this is like it's been peeled off the side of a wall, off the side of a mountain. And you're kind of going down this middle crevasse. And you come to what almost looks like an actual opening, like a like a proper opening to like a, a, a home or a hall of some kind. And there's what looks like runes of some kind, but they've been shattered and broken, kind of faded away a bit here and there. And you do, and the two of you, as you're kind of looking at this opening, you, you, there's this sort of foul smell that's kind of wafting out of it.
6: And he says, oh, yes, uh, here it is, uh, uh, my young dwarf friends, uh, is you, you, you gave me shelter this morning with, uh, with breakfast and, and care, uh, I shall return that favor this evening, or shall my, my wife and, uh. We shall host you for this evening. She will make a, a proper feast of vase And we'll uh, we'll drink and we'll sing and we'll celebrate our new friendship. And then... What have you? Feasting and ale, sold. Good. Good. Lord Floor.
3: I can spare some time. Your wife, you said. What's her name?
6: Meg. they beautiful. Most beautiful, beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life. Guarantee you, but she's taken. Don't get any thoughts. <laughs> and he kind of laughs. I give Floyd
4: a playful
0: elbow. There's like maybe three or three or four teeth left in his mouth as he as he kind of
6: cackles. <laughs> Didn't
3: know there was a fancy home all the way up here. As I look along the walls of the broken ruins.
0: Sure. Uh, and, uh, and he says, oh, well, we, we
6: like our privacy,
0: <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll a lore test as you're looking at these, uh, these runes and you start seeing the, as he leads you into this kind of opening chamber, you see that you are indeed, in fact, in a proper dwarf hall, like you can see it. This isn't just some natural cave, but in fact, you see hewn stone, you see broken columns, you see what looks like earth that has ripped through it at some point in the past, like geological instability has just kind of caused this hall to collapse inward on itself. And you can see all along this sort of opening area would appear to be these, these, these Sort of carved statues, uh, busts in the in the stone itself. The these dwarven figures here and there. Uh, so both of you can roll lore on this. I got a Sauron. Failure.
4: Also a failure.
0: Okay. Uh, unfamiliar. I like guess like you can. I mean, you can certainly determine the sigils. Uh, both of you would probably in very easily reference, you'll see ancient references uh, here. And they're very old and faded and busted and consistent with like the line of the broad beams, one of the seven lines of dwarves. Uh, One of the two that were consistently settled within the Blue Mountains long and long ago. But beyond that, you're not really sure. But there is a significant amount of old things here. That perhaps some of your lore master friends might find it very very interesting. Floy, your treasure hunter sense sees some some very intact pieces here and there uh, that might be worth a thing or two. Uh, it almost appears like a a sword still in its scabbard or uh, or what looks like a a preserved covering to some maybe. Smaller chamber that has kind of collapsed on the inside. A fully intact, ancient, sort of geometric dwarven face that still seems to be in good shape, marbled in some fashion.
3: I'll point out the valuables and ask him if they mean anything to him. Uh,
6: to me, no, not at all. Lord Floyd, not, a, not at all. Uh, riches is all not a concern. Of mine, I've got. I've got the greatest treasure one can have. The love of a good woman. Yeah, that's lovely, but I get distracted by it, <laughs> the
3: treasure. Roll a scan test. Nice. That's a pass. Uh, Success. Ha- just one? Yeah, just one.
5: Okay.
0: You find, as you're scanning through, as you're kind of slowing them down, he doesn't really seem to mind, treasure worth four. You can put four treasure on. Uh, Daggett, you're welcome to do this too as well. Uh, I get four? uh, Or we split? You would roll a scan and you can see what you can find.
4: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
6: Uh, The youth.
4: I have three pips
6: in scan, and I still fail. Youth of the dwarves, you find one treasure. Hard to pay. One <laughs> treasure. <I> mean, <laughs> a, a young dwarf to, to come up here and see all these treasures and things. Yeah. Yes, neither of you have settled down, I assume. No children. Yeah. No wife.
4: Many a Dwarven last have tried.
6: Have they? Have they? What stopped them? Me. Picky. You are picky. Yes, 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 yes. I
4: have a free spirit. Yeah, do you?
3: Yes. I actually remember I, I'm married. Are you? Well,
6: <laughs> congratulations.
3: It's, it's, it's complicated. I... Boy, you're married. Marriage you didn't mention waves. this. It seems kind of one-sided. I really don't know how it goes. A one sided marriage.
2: The fairy wife.
3: Do you care to explain more? I wish I could, but all I know is near the Shire. A dwarf married in the Shire? Well,
4: you are quite the unique dwarven lord, are you not?
3: Yeah, you cry white. White, right but I'd be even more unique after we find Snagit.
4: Well, let's not rush. We're having a feast in Ale tonight. No need to worry about that. Great
6: feast. Great feast. You're not the only one who fishes the... the lakes
4: beneath the mountain. Oh, we we knew that. We couldn't catch anything. They're overfished.
6: (sighs) Not the one... uh... Not the one that my wife and I have found. Creatures. Fishes. Crabs. Snails. Well, your mouth will water, sir.
4: Maybe we should go tomorrow, Floyd. I'm, I'm craving fish now since we didn't catch anything. I'll we'll,
6: we'll go right now. I'm, I'm taking you there now.
4: Oh, we're going now. Even better. For
6: dinner. Better. Oh, we're, we've made our home right next to it. Yes. Sounds lovely. Yes. This way. This way. He's dragging
0: the the sack of dead badgers limping as well. And you kinda continue to kind of get pulled deeper into this old, crumbled, ancient dwarven hall that is not too far away from the homes the, the halls of Cragstone, Gladrock, much further up the mountain. You see Broke, you know, these these broken walls, collapsed tunnels, these newly opened caverns where it's just, like, rough stone marbling here and there, suggestions of maybe a few gems, things like that. Nothing too rich, but both of you would be able to eye it as you're coming. And he
6: he's like, Uh, you
0: see him more than once go, "Oh,
6: oh yes, yes, yes.
0: It's this way. This way. Indeed. He kind of Meanders around here and there, and the foul smell grows stronger and stronger. The deeper you kind of move into this, eventually, you see you enter into this. What you would likely imagine was probably a lord's chamber of some kind, like the the head of a of a, of a very renowned family, and you can see this rotund massive dwarven statue with a a very large belly that is somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 15 to 20 feet tall and where the belly once was like the earth has sort of caved in on itself and there's almost like steps now as the the crumbled stone kind of leads up and through the belly itself.
6: Come. (laughs) She's going she's must be cooking up something special. Oh, can you smell that, boys.
4: Oh, that's the smell of her cooking. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Pungent and delightful. Yeah, come,
0: come. It kind of leads you into the belly of this giant dwarf. And eventually, as you go through it, it opens up onto this expansive underground cavern that neither of you have ever seen before. You can see here that there is a very established camp set up. You can see, like, there's what looks to be like furniture that has been set up, like, scattered and re and repurposed here and there. Cooking fire. It looks like a big cauldron. Uh, you can see that there are uh, various, uh, various lanterns and such, kind of like hung on the wall where these pitons have been kind of hammered into the rock itself.
6: I uh, Have a seat. Have a seat. The guys, I'm sure she's around here somewhere. there uh, we've got guests for dinner.
0: And you look out and you can see that in addition to the camp, there's this very large and very serene black lake. You just see, like, the water itself is about as dark as can be. And when you, like, kind of I get up somewhat close to it. The light doesn't seem to penetrate it. It's just dark. It's like, ah, yes, 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 yes. And then you hear him kind of start behind you. He's sort of unpacking the badgers, and he's kind of humming and singing a song of some kind. And he's just sort of to himself, like dawdling around like an old man.
3: What are you two doing? uh Daggett, I hate to break it to you, but it's, it's a bit weird.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm picking up on that. You think he forgets to clean and dress the badgers? Is that the smell?
3: I think it's more than that. But this water, you said it was a fishing hole. It's black.
0: Is that to Daggett or is that to Raleigh?
4: Uh, that was me, the daggit, right? but yeah, I, okay. uh, I, I want to go up and look at the water and uh, maybe dip a toe in.
0: Do you now? Do not disturb the water. So you move up to the to the water and you reach out and you dip a toe in it, and you see as where your your foot gingerly goes into the water, you see these thick. Ripples just begin to slowly push out and you can see they just continue and continue these tiny little waves off into the depths of that lake. The depths, by the way, that you cannot see the edge
4: of. I don't know if I've ever seen water so still. Look at how the ripples continue.
0: You guys just here behind you this this old man singing these strange dwarf songs that like they now and then you kind of you kind of hear the melody it sounds familiar but something about it just sort of like a misspoken word or like a lyric or a verse that you've never heard before did he, did it's just an old man getting it wrong is there a verse that you don't know of the song that type of thing and he's just doing
3: that over and over and over again Hey, Raleigh, your, your, your wife—you you said she was a dwarf, right?
6: Meg, well, she's yeah. the most beautiful you've ever seen. You're—you're you're going to—you're going to be very jealous of this old man. I'm sure your wife is delightful, but I will tell you, there's none—there's none—who's more striking than my Meg.
0: Daggett. You're standing at the water while Floy and him are kind of shouting at each other and you see ripples now coming back towards where you had dipped your foot in. Like, they're coming back towards you. I'll back up. Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
6: Oh! I think that's her now. Meg, dear! Meg, dear, we have company. Company for dinner. <laughs> company. And you see
0: as the ripples are continuing to come now faster and faster. And then both of you look and you can see in the water itself this large kind of black mass. Like a giant sort of bubble or dome is sort of shifting and moving in the water's
6: surface in the direction of the shore. Oh dear, perhaps she found something tasty. Some... Perhaps there's some or some caviar or something we can garnish these patches with, yes, 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 indeed, Meg, dear, meg, yes, she is. say hello, this is Lord Floyd, and this is Mr. Daggett, here,
0: and you watch as that that lump that's just sort of floating on the surface in your direction, the ripples kind of preceding it, harbingering, you know, like the kind of a harbinger of its arrival it starts to kind of unfurl and you realize it's not just like a lump in the water but it's more as if there's a hump of something else that's much larger beneath the water that's slowly beginning to sort of like rear up and what you both see well actually what you hear first is the sound of hissing you hear <laughs> And you see as you're, I would say Daggett, as you're probably closer, it's kind of emitting from these large gills that are in the sides of this creature. And then as it kind of gets a little bit closer in light of your torches and lanterns and things, you see what looks like a massive centipede-like creature with a very swollen and distended body that is now moving up the shallows of this black water in the direction of the shore. What would you two like to do?
4: Aquatic centipede. How did I not guess that? Um <laughs> <laughs> backing up. Um, want to be closer to Raleigh. Okay,
0: you're right next to Walt Raleigh and he's reaches out and kind of puts his arm around you and he has suddenly got like old man strength gripped on your shoulder.
6: What's What's the concern, Daggett? Don't worry.
4: N- no concern. I just wanted Let to- Let me introduce you.
6: Sweetheart. Meg, dear. This here. This fine young dwarf. And he kind of starts with his other hand, just starts to sort of stroke your beard. This fine young dwarf. Well, he helps me today. Yes. I- I lost my spectacles again. Can you believe it? Yes. I'm so foolish. So foolish. I lost them again. And he found them. Well, we didn't find them, but he helped me find where I was going.
4: <laughs> and it just... I'm also holding on to him very tightly. Okay. And it's getting I do not want to be
0: separated it's, from him. It's getting closer. You can see more and more of it is now starting to
3: emerge out of the water. Yeah. I think I've yeah. seen enough, and then I'll shove Brawling from behind.
0: Okay. Uh, roll a attack. A brawling attack.
1: Who Daggett very clearly said he was holding on tight to.
3: <laughs> Brawling,
5: eh? Yeah.
3: If it's just a show. Okay. Yeah. I've got three in that. Oh, extraordinary success.
0: Okay. Uh, I'll say, Daggett, uh, roll an athletics test, and I will give you plus two for Floyd's ex- extra- extraordinary success here, and it'll be contested against the old man's strength of Raleigh and to see if you, if he is able to cling to you and pull you with him as he stumbles forward, or if you're able to break from him as
4: he falls forward. Okay. um, I have uh, on my wrist a uh, leather bracelet. Uh, it's actually on both wrists, and there are dwarven runes etched into this bracelet that begin to softly glow... And I will spend a hope to achieve a magical success on this with my broken spells from dwarves. Okay.
0: You feel the sudden surge of, of like, behind you. You hear a small grunt from Floy, and you realize what's happened. Raleigh goes stumbling into the ground. I rolled very poorly, actually. Uh, and he goes stumbling.
5: Uh, and
0: he turns back, and he rolls, and he looks up at Floy. Okay. Like, ah.
6: Why would you do such a thing? I've been a wonderful host here. And you hear
0: kind of this loud hiss come out from Meg behind him. And it's all emitting from those long gills along the side of this aquatic centipede. And it rears back and it becomes suddenly the height of the cavern, like 30 feet high. And there's whatever there's left in the water, you're not sure. Um, both of you go ahead and make a valor test, uh, as dread, I think is going to apply here. This is massive aquatic centipede. Aquatic centipede was
2: not on my bingo card for today, Jeff. I just (laughs) want to point that out. (laughs) I will point out
0: that I very much use the nameless thing creator. Nice. Uh,
4: valor is heart, right? For our target number, yes. I got a little gandhi. Yeah, I rolled a Gandalf on the athletics. The one time I I got a magical success, but now I failed.
0: Okay, uh, you got a gandhi, Floy. Like, we should yeah. call it a gandhi. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like gandhi, oh, gandhi. Um, <laughs> uh, Floy. You keep your you keep your yourself together, Daggett. You can take your first point of shadow. Welcome to the party. Ooh. Woohoo! As I would imagine to some degree you are terrified. Uh, you can play that out, however you f- feel. You know, however you feel. But dread suddenly just like coach you as this massive creature, Floyd, You've seen things before. You've just got from freaking Angmar. You know, daggit. Uh, you've fought wolves and maybe a bear, <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, and then there's this thing. Uh, what are you all doing? As this thing is, uh, it's still like. Raleigh is between you and it. It is reared back. If it were to kind of collapse downward, it is so large that it could probably, its head could probably kind of stomp down on you too. What would you two like to do?
3: My uh, priority is keeping Daggett safe. So I'll intersperse between whatever danger there is. So you step Boy, in the Boy, I Daggett. just thought
4: of where Snagit could be. We should go. <laughs> and I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. So Daggett, you start
0: running or walking slowly or, or how are you leaving
4: i'm not gonna like flat out run i want to maintain composure but i'm definitely running okay so you start running and you
6: hit no no what are you running for no, no, we're going to have dinner no she's gonna be most upset now
3: most I'll be upset. back another time no no no, <laughs> no I, promised I
6: promised her i promised to make sweetie darling I, I swear to you, I swear they were here. They're nice boys. You know how young dwarves can be. And you hear like this sudden roar,
0: like this insectoid like roar suddenly fill the cavern and the walls begin to shake. Little bits of stone and rocks start to fall. Both of you make athletics tests as you try to run of the cavern.
4: Uh, Fly, you do I spend aside. another hope again? Gotta it. just a success success is all you need i'll spend a hope again okay. for a magical success yeah man because i failed anyways okay so daggett as you're
0: as as you're running this chunk of stone drops from the ceiling right in front of you it misses you by like an inch you feel the wind of it in your face you're your beard kind of goes whoosh off to the side and you kind of reach up and you just kind of hop over top of it. Like you're trying to sort of get on top of a horse from behind, like just whoosh, like leaping up out and leapfrogging over top of it. And you burst out uh, of the belly of that giant, uh, that giant stone statue. Uh, Floyd, much less difficult. You're, you're a little bit, you're a couple steps behind, uh, but you kind of weave around it. And you just hear him shouting, no, no, don't leave. No, dear, it's fine. And he's just sort of like the combination of him yelling at Meg, but yelling at the two of you, defending your two's honor. And that's the last thing you kind of hear for a little while as you just run, 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 run. And it's a good ways before you kind of stop hearing the echo of that hissing and that roaring and his voice. And maybe 10 minutes later, you find yourselves... It's sort of that opening chamber just inside the the that the the, the crevice, the crevasse. And catching your breath, you look at each other. It's dark. You listen, you hear no sounds of anything following you. Occasionally the ground rumbled as you were running back, and it still does so again. But you don't think it's following you.
3: How big was the entrance to this place again?
0: So if you recall, it was like a slice of the mountain had kind of peeled off of itself, and you guys went through that sort of split. And on the kind of interior, there was that rounded entrance with the circular runes around it that you were where you were unable to really determine anything from. And so, this- I think Floyd has the same question that I
4: do: Could this thing follow us out of it?
0: Uh, more than likely, and if it's anything like an actual centipede, you know that they can probably compress and extend. But yeah, you would think so.
3: Is anything unstable enough to like sort of cave in? Uh,
0: why don't you do? Um, what do we want to do? We could do like a craft. We could do a scan. Either of those, I would say. I'll take a craft.
6: Could I help him? Yeah, go ahead. Helping
0: would, uh, or just, is he just rolling it? Just a bonus die. Take a bonus die from. Okay, take it.
3: Extraordinary success.
0: So there are plenty of crumbled columns in this opening chamber where you entered. And you realize it's not like the opening chamber of this hall, it's just where you entered. It's almost as if like the chamber was split down the middle uh, by the, the the chunk of the mountain peeling off. But there are several other intact columns and they look like they could very easily be knocked asunder. And you would probably conclude if you take them all out, the entirety of the roof could cave down in
4: upon itself.
0: Give me a
3: hand, Daggett, and start to swing at the columns.
4: I'll start taking my matic and okay. swing too. And
0: so, with your extraordinary success, the two of you, you time it perfectly to the point where you kind of get the last one that's closest to the entrance, and you're able to run out before everything kind of comes collapsing down. But eventually, after we'll say maybe a half an hour of you kind of at work you cave it in and it kind of crumbles down. And when you look back as now you're standing inside this crevasse, the, it's night sky. Now you've got a lantern or a torch out. You look inside and you can see that the, the entrance itself has been kind of filled with fallen debris and rock. It would take, it would take a work crew in weeks to be able to dig this out.
3: Let us make a way.
4: <laughs> That was uh, quite the adventure.
3: Adventure. No, that was a trip.
4: But we sprang it. We survived. We're becoming fast friends.
3: Yes. And let us become fast friends with Snaggs.
4: Oh, of course, of course. Um, although I could meet, take you to meet my other brothers as well. Uh, we're running low on food. Uh Baggett, he he's a dwarven baker. There's not many of them. Uh, but he, he is quite good. We we could go get some more hard tack while we're continuing to search for Snagit.
3: As long as you've taken the snaggets. That's fine.
4: Right. All right. Well we'll just stop by, you know, the halls and uh we'll we'll get some more bread and we'll be able to keep searching for Snagit, of course.
5: Okay.
0: Uh, so I would imagine that's the Halls of Cragstone. I think that's where, where the Daggett family makes its makes its home, more than likely. That's where they found you anyway. The,
4: the brothers have spread out by now. Okay, fair enough. Um, so
0: we are fade out as the two of you descend the mountain in the dark, finding, putting enough distance between yourselves in this, and we will fade back in to what appears to be uh, once more, a Gilly. We see them on top of a raft not unlike the one that you discovered uh, in the mountain itself. And they're floating across what we would recognize at this point as the River Loon uh, as they have proceeded through the shire kind of over the far downs north of uh, the white towers of Elastirian and they are kind of making their way across a familiar river that you've come across before. The last time you were here, Arrhenial and Gilly, the western edge, it was because you found Sorendeer covered in bites, uh, dying from poison.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you're not traveling at the, crossing at the exact point, as that was just north of the Grey Havens. You're much further north. Uh, you're kind of much closer to where that uh, kind of uh, the split is that kind of one kind of veers northeasternly into the hills of Evendim, the other kind of northward a bit. So you're, you're, you're crossing a little over there. And we'll say that you were trying to sort of push across the river before nightfall. And you've mostly done that. However, as you get across, the two of you smell smoke. You can't, you look around, it's too dark to see easily. Any signs of pooms, but you smell smoke. Uh, you are in uh, a decently a decently thick forest on the western side of the river loon. What do you two want to do?
2: Uh, can I do like an awareness roll to see if I see smoke in the sky coming from anywhere? It'll be a
0: minus two uh, as it is very dark out. Or not very dark, but it's nearly dark out, I should say.
1: Near dark. I'll make the same rule if that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> no. Oh,
2: it passed just regular,
0: though. Uh, you do, in fact. Now, you're looking around for some sign of, like, you don't see any kind of billowing sm- smoke anywhere, but you do mm-hmm. see what looks like very faint, kind of light gray smoke kind of in the air. And it's coming just to the north of you kind of northwest and as you kind of get a you know a little bit further away from the the rushing of the river you do hear what actually sounds faintly gilly like someone singing mm.
5: uh
2: can i stealth towards this person
6: uh yeah go right ahead Roll
0: your uh, roll your stealth test <laughs> maggot
2: I got a great success
0: okay do a little something over here
2: I'd like to spend my uh, extra success to enact my art of disappearing
0: okay so you start moving closer and closer uh, to the sound of this singing and you start moving closer and closer to the sort of the, where the smoke plumes are are coming out. Um, you can see up ahead through like the heavy brush. Are you following a before I get too far into this? Are you, are you for sure? Okay. Are you also stealthing then?
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I am not as good at this. One, two, three. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh that's fail.
5: Okay.
0: Gilly. Wait, you, hold on.
1: Sorry, I'm bad at math. Yeah. That's hold on. <laughs>
0: that actually tracks.
5: I am also Sorry. bad.
1: It's, it's a, it's a 17. It's a And success. dice. Okay. Sorry, um, And because it is, it's actually an extraordinary success because two of the dice were sixes.
0: Wow. Whoa. Sorry. What a roller
4: coaster there. <laughs>
0: oh, I failed. Four
4: Gandalfs?
0: <laughs> I failed. Oh, it's an extraordinary success now. Okay. Wow. Amazing. So the two of you, Venture up close, and you see a clearing where you see a small hamlet, actually. A series of what looked like a, maybe a dozen small hovels, homes. Not too indistinct from Eskerdale, but uh, newer, you would think. And you can see that they're roughly the same amount of people that seem to be huddled about within this tightly packed hamlet hidden in the woods west of of the loon. They all look human. They don't appear to see you. Uh, Most seem to be huddled around what looks to be a very large fire, and that seems to be the source of the smoke, and they appear to be eating. They're passing around some conies, uh, some uh, some little rabbit meat and such here and there, and there is what looks to be kind of a very gruff-looking man with this sort of dusty blondish hair and he is the one who's singing and his voice is much unlike what you think his voice would be it is very fair and is very soprano like and he looks like the type of person who would talk more like this uh but he is nonetheless singing quite beautifully in fact uh they don't seem to be bothering anybody uh, but that is what you see as you sneak up and they don't seem to uh to notice you What would you like to do?
1: Ironeal will shoot a look over to Gilly
5: and...
2: Do we notice um, any toys or any items that the hobbits said were stolen from them?
0: Uh, You can roll either a scan or an awareness, I would say, in this
2: case. I'm going to do awareness, please. Pass. Oh, 16. I needed a 16. Just a regular? Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, You you don't notice anything like that. The only thing that sort of catches your attention, uh, that kind of makes you pause which would otherwise seem a very idyllic, simple scene of just people eating, nothing. is that all of them seem to have, it's like they're holding their hands up. Some of their fingers are missing, every one of them. You can see a few of them have brands on their faces. And you would probably be smart enough, Gilly, that in some cases, such things might be punishments for certain thefts and crimes and things like that. Okay. Now they still Um, haven't noticed any of you, either of you, you both rolled extraordinarily well.
2: I did. Okay. I just got the extra to enact. No, no, you're,
0: you're fine. You're, you're good. um, That was directed at Melissa. (laughs)
4: There um, was some emphasis.
5: (laughs) (laughs) She knew. She did (laughs)
2: sarcasm. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Gilly kind of like nods back. Like we should head back to where we left root in the cart. um, To regroup and talk and see if we want to actually approach them or not.
1: And how many were there again?
0: At least a dozen.
2: Mm. So once we get back back. to the cart. Yeah. uh, I don't. I don't think we should approach them. I know some of those markings means that they were imprisoned.
1: Well, and I they I suppose those loss of fingers could have been accidents, but those could also be punishments.
2: Yes. And I I, I didn't notice any of their toys or anything that were stolen, so it might have been a different group.
1: Perhaps. Might want to make note in the morning where they go off to in case that information is useful to anyone that we it was a hamlet
0: there were homes there were hovels built
1: yeah got it okay keep our distance i suppose then okay
0: i with you without a fire with you knowing where they're at your stealths are significant you very easily could just avoid them entirely
2: yeah gilly just wants to avoid them and keep going
0: easily enough so you, you camp out at some distance, go without the fire. It's springtime, but it's still very cool at night, so you're kind of covered in furs and such. Morning comes. You, again, smell very faint smoke, and you know exactly where it's coming from. You bypass it entirely. You venture westward. Eventually, you push through the forests that lie in the western edge of the loon. You reach the kind of hilly plains, and you know that you are just sort of a, a straight but undulating shot into the direction of Floyd's home, the Halls of Gladrock. We'll fade out of that. We'll fade back up, then, on Floyd and Daggett sometime indeterminate after your events with, uh, with Raleigh. Uh, you are still searching various locations along the, the ridges of the Blue Mountains, looking for any signs of your of your brother Daggett and you're kind of up fairly high on one of the ridges sort of that intersperses between the uh, the halls of gladrac and the halls of crackstone and you're kind of kind of weaving your way back at this point. To Gladira, because Floyd, you kind of do the basic math in your head. At some point within the next fortnight, if Gilly and Irinial were to have left when the Blue Mountain caravan reached, like you kind of can do the general gist of it sometime in the next two weeks, you would imagine them to arrive. And so it would be best if, if you get back. So you're venturing on your on your way back. As you're coming down from a fairly high ridge, however, you come across um, an old stone heavy heavy stone door that both of you are familiar with they are the kind of old uh the old halls of dremar it's a it's an old long since like abandoned 100 plus years ago uh kind of dwarvish um dwarvish family similar to gladrock and cragstone but it's much like harmelt over the years it kind of suffered as the mines dried up Dwarves kind of started shifting out to different places, some of which probably to Gladrock, to Cragstone. Others kind of ventured elsewhere, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you can see that on this heavy door, it's got its kind of engraved uh, this kind of engraved runic uh, series of lettering: "The halls of Dremar, the mines below, the roots planted, the mountains grow." This is not an uncommon sight. You've probably passed by this once or twice, but never have you ever passed it where that heavy stone door was opened as it is now. And the two of you can hear the sounds of steel clanking on the inside.
3: What would you like to do?
4: Oh, that's interesting. Should we keep going?
3: (laughs) Oh, ah, there's something going on. I'm not rushing. You rush well,
4: in. The, it's,
3: watch for centipedes. <laughs> you
0: rush in, and you see a 30-foot-tall aquatic centipede, each one of its <laughs> arms wielding a metal blade. Floyd, make a new character. No, you You rush in. You're fine. <laughs> you rush in. With the face of Snagit. <laughs>
5: exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. If you guys would have lingered longer, you would have gotten to see more of that creature. But you didn't. You ran, you cowards. Inside, you can see that there's all all sorts of these hardened roots that are bursting through the walls, the ceiling, the floor. You see different statues and ossu- ossuaries are kind of laid broken on the ground, burst through by some the strange growths of the the, the trees that dot some of the the mountainside. And then you see in the middle, the source of that clanking, you see a woman, human, maybe five seven, five eight or so. Um, you can see sort of broad-shouldered, hair tied back tightly in a bun, armored, in fact. Uh, you can see what looks like little patches and chunks here of leather armor, not unlike the visage of a ranger, similar to a or Marimben or those that you encountered in you know, you were you are near Lake Nenuel. You can see that she is hacking through some of these roots, and you also notice that near her body, uh, where she's hacking away, there is something wrapped up in the ground, like a, like in furs and in cloth, roughly four feet in length, very stocky. At first glance, it you're not sure if it's her belongings or something, but it's it's there. But then you notice the very edge of it, a boot sticking out from beneath the furs. A very large boot.
3: Uh, if she hasn't noticed this. I'll
0: find out. She hasn't noticed you. God, I'm rolling terrible tonight.
3: Sort of try to get a peek at what's under the furs.
0: Okay, uh, so you're going to have to roll a stealth then, if you're going to try to get closer and peek underneath the, the furs. Ye. Yeah.
3: Stealth, I have two pips that favored. Okay. That's just a success. That's
0: all you need. You get take a couple careful steps. Lift a leg over top of a root, over top of some broken stone. This is definitely a, kind of a, a burial place, you would imagine, where certain dwarves are entombed. You know that, ideally, dwarves return to the mountain, right? That's kind of the idea, return them to stone in some way. And so that this seems to be that kind of place. And you notice that as you peel back some of the furs, there is the body of a dwarf. Not an old body, mummified, desiccated, pulled out from one of these ossuaries, but, in fact, a a a dwarf that is cold. It's been dead for some time, Uh, but you can tell they are in fact dead. They are discolorations here and there on the face and on the, on the hands as you peel it back. But they are in fact, a dead dwarf male. You would older than you, maybe Daggett's age, maybe a little bit, a little bit older. You'd probably peg them at least,
4: at least a hundred, but he doesn't
6: recognize the dwarf.
0: Uh, I will let you roll a lore test. Ill-favored, as long as it's not staggered.
3: That's
0: a fail. Okay, you do not recognize the dwarf.
3: Just to clarify, what she's doing again? She's, she's hacking through. She's vines. hacking
0: through. There's all these roots that have kind of burst through the walls and the ceiling and the roof, as if like the earth had these roots are kind of overtaking this otherwise dwarvish tomb. Like it's bursting through. Because this this place has long been left sealed. For a hundred plus years it's been left sealed. And she has pushed through it and there's all these roots and stuff that have been burst through the earth here and there. And she's hacking through
3: them. Okay. I'm not sure if this is normal or not. That's why I'm a bit confused. This is not normal. Usually I don't
0: throw out normal things to you guys with encounters. (laughs) (laughs) I usually, don't say, you
4: know? yeah, I usually don't say things I've like... I've seen a thousand aquatic centipedes. I don't know what you're about.
5: <laughs>
1: Just, you know, someone out, you know, just <laughs> sowing their fields.
0: It's not very often that you see a human ranger inside uh, an old abandoned dwarf hall tomb hacking through roots and carrying the
4: recently dead body of a dwarf.
0: No, no, no. This isn't a common occurrence.
4: I'll uh let out a a cough. <clears throat> and you see, scared it, care to explain yourself, Lassie? She whirls around, sword in
0: hand, and pointed off in your direction. And you can see, in that same kind of movement, she has reached down and pulled kind of a knife out. So she's got like two weapons, and she
6: looks up. I'm doing a favor for a friend, and do not call me Lassie, dwarf.
4: Apologies, Ranger, I meant no offense, but you are currently disturbing our
6: dwarven brethren at rest. It seems the earth has already disturbed it plenty more than I ever could.
4: And who is that one who is undisturbed? And I gaze over at the dead dwarf.
0: You see her face kind of falls when you kind
6: of point that and she looks over. "'It is Belek, my friend. "'I'm returning him to the halls of his people. "'These... "'Older... Uh, "'The halls of Dremor,' he said. "'He died recently. "'And he and I swore an oath to one another. "'If I died first, he would set me on a pyre blaze floating out to sea. "'And if he died first... I will return him to the stone, to the earth of his people. And that is what I am doing. I mean no offence, I mean no insult. You have to do it first hand, we have customs for that. He is not well thought of by most of your people. He is exiled. He would say. He did say. Don't quite know. You would not. You and know, I have been venturing elsewhere these many years. We haven't been in the Blue Mountains in more than 40 years, I would imagine. Misty Mountains, I. In further eastward. To Mirkwood. And other places far from here. But. As I said. I mean no offence. But I will see this through. Might we ask how he perished? Poison.
3: Poisoned or afflicted by
6: from ill will or goblins west of the hills of Evendim they breed small spiders of a sort they lace their blades and their arrows with the venom it's very potent it is Well, you counted them a month past. My medicine was not enough to, uh, to save him. And you can see, like, as she says that, like,
0: like, her face kind of gets, like, a a sense of frustration and anger kind of overtakes
4: it. Sometimes the culture of our people is as hard and unyielding as the stone and mountains that we live in. But that does not always make us right. I am sorry that your friend was treated so. And I can see that he is a very rich dwarf to have a friend so concerned over him. To I help you put him to rest? She looks like really shocked actually. Like, uh,
6: thank you. This is not the not the reception I was expecting. But this is also the Second time in as many weeks that I have received aid from your people. Perhaps you are not as introverted as rumors suggest you are. I would greatly appreciate your aid. I would not
4: trust the rest of my people to be so understanding.
6: She kind of nods. I've heard a similar story from, she kind of tilts her head a little bit, from a, from a man who looks not unlike you, if I might say so. Sir? Oh, you must have met my,
4: my brother, uh, Taggett. He, he's a trapper. He's always out
6: in the, the mountains around here. No, but his name was similar. Snaggett, he called himself. S- Snaggett. Are you nothing. sure it
3: wasn't Taggett? I am certain. Now just whereabouts?
6: We've been looking for him. Well, I... encountered him... and many of his kin... a fortnight ago... perhaps... on the northern shores of the Little Loon. You're making camp... near a heavy bend... above the water. When I encountered him... Hey, Like you, was suspicious, of course, of me carrying a Dwarvish brethren, but we had a word. He even offered his aid. He directed me here, in fact, for I was going to venture and beg for help from one of your halls. I would imagine they would not have received me kindly. But he was the one who directed me here, circumventing whatever procedural nonsense I'm sure I would have had to contend with.
3: And I'll sort of linade, try to get whatever information out I can.
0: Sure. Uh, roll, I mean, just roll like a a social skill. You know, whatever you want. Um. Anything. Uh it could be Persuade. uh it could be Hearten, Courtesy, anything like that.
3: Let's do Courtesy because I can get a magical success. Okay. With my Twilight Ruby. You you
0: impress her with your knowledge of ranger culture. Drop a name in there. Marimben Ben, Talendil. You leave out the fact that you left those two for dead, but you drop their names, Respect. Okay, how'd you do?
3: No extra successes. Okay,
0: all right. Um, so she just says as, she, as she's doing this, it's like you're helping in turn in kind of this empty ossuary, you're kind of piecing in and kind of clearing around the rune, the, the roots and stuff to make access. And she says, uh,
6: "They, uh, there were perhaps a not quite twenty, and perhaps a a dozen or more. I was suspected they had others, perhaps in reserve." At least at first, more came. Once it seemed I was no longer a threat or uh, an obstacle for them. But we exchange uh, information. And, uh, your brother, was it? Yes, my brother. Your your brother, he, he he had very interesting news about the state of the Blue Mountains. But he was helpful indeed in funding the Horse of Tremor. In return, he asked stories, it seems, about my ancestors. About kings long dead. About yeah. um, kingdoms of Arthur, Dane, and Arnor. Places my blood once reigned, but not for quite some time. He was. Uh, a lot of them were very uh, eager to hear them. Anything I might give information, it says. They were on a, a, a hunt, they said. I said, what What beast do they hunt? Perhaps I might lend information for that, for I know the Northlands well. And they said it is not beast. A treasure hunt. Indeed it was. Indeed. Yes, he was helping to recover great treasures of human kings. Offered me uh, a position in his party. I declined, of course. Snagit is a good dwarf.
4: He does not deserve the fate that many dwarves would wish
6: wish upon him. He was brash, but kind-hearted, I think. Yes?
4: It's a good way to describe him.
6: Indeed, we we danced, we drank, they toasted Billock despite not knowing him, and in the morning we broke our fast and we bid each other farewell. They journeyed northwestward, and I down the river and across. Where will you go after? Well, I suppose I'll, I'll head east. I've heard rumors of a, of a settlement, far to the
0: east. Yeah. And she kind of like scratches her head a little bit.
6: Well, yeah. Uh, over, by the Angle. so I heard south of the trail shores. Uh, people of more kind, perhaps all. Venture there. See if there is anything I can lend aid to. If not, it's back across the misties. I'll go the different lines
3: and then just sort of just
5: continue
0: helping her. Okay, and so you kind of go through this process of kind of. ...putting Bellic into this tomb... ...kind of covering up. It's an empty tomb. You're not kind of disturbing anything else. It's a very messy, ruined place. But you you go ahead and you... ...you place him in there. You can see she is holding back... ...what looks like like tears of some kind. Like her eyes water at a few points. She says a few words. Uh, some in Dwarvish. Some, you know, some in you know, basic tongue. And... Eventually you all step back out outside the tomb. Together you manage to, to close the, the, the stone doors. The giant heavy stone door. Uh, at this point it's, it's probably evening time. Sun is still setting. Uh, and she turns to the two of you and she
6: says Thank you for your aid. I will begin my journey backward now. I will do my best to avoid further entanglement with your people. Good die to you. Farewell. Sure
0: troubles. She just sort of kind of abruptly, like the whole time you can tell she's sort of holding, holding it in like kind of a, like she's upset. And then you see her kind of turn. Ball now. Thank like you, Daggett. And did you give her your her name, Floy? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him I'm Floy. Floy. And then she begins to descend down to mount the mountain.
1: What was her name?
0: Uh if you ask her name, if you exchange names, she will call she she will give you the name Danith. So we'll fade out of that scene. And we will open up once more. One final time. We will see the halls of Gladrock in all their glory. We will see the home of Floy we will see a dozen, of Flo- dozen or more of Floy's kin moving about. We see his mother shuffling here and there. Long table. We see food, drink laid out. People laughing boisterously. And we see, walking into the hall, Floy and Daggett. You look out, Floy, you see your family. You see this long table and you also see, at the far end on either side, a very familiar profile of your ranger friend Arinial and your Hobbit friend Gilly. We will end there for tonight, uh, and we will pick up next time with the with the with the new Fellowship of four together, and kind of go from there.
5: Doing all right? Hello! Yay! Yeah, 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 I was
0: trying to give you so much treasure tonight, Floyd. You just kept turning it down. I was like, "Wow, there's so really win. A couple times, a couple times here and there. Have, you got you were just in a tomb, right there. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> we can't rob
3: our <laughs> own, yeah, not our own rob. people. <laughs>
0: really? Isn't that what you did when you it's were really looking bad. around the
3: other one? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, th- I thought about it, but then Snaggit kind of just jumped at the priority there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I mean, you did it on the previous one, so you did get some treasure. Yeah, true. Yeah.
1: You get four.
0: Yeah. So uh, hundreds we. Hundreds
1: and hundreds of treasure that Floyd has.
0: You could have gotten more. So basically I was going to do, uh, I was going to use scan roll. And in the first place, I was going to give you one D four treasure per success. And then in the second oh place, if you would have tried to loot the halls of drummer, I would have given you one D two treasure per success. So it's a much, it's a much smaller place and they obviously didn't do particularly well to begin with uh but yeah we're gonna end it there uh we'll be back with more one ring we're gonna be off the next two weeks because one's christmas eve and one's new year's eve uh so no more so no one ring for the next two weeks just because of the way the holidays landed uh we still might do something random and fun on a saturday if uh, if there's enough people that are interested around that want to do that uh but we're gonna wait uh, to come back to one ring until the new year once everyone's back because everyone's got little different family obligations here and there so we'll be back i think it's the 7th uh, of january will be the next time we come back to one ring and we will start uh, our probably a journey i think uh to try to track down Snagit and we'll see if we can do more with that uh so let's see let's do some closing plugs where are we next um so tomorrow well, not tomorrow yeah tomorrow i'll actually be over on steam still murder playing some shadow run mm-hmm. uh but monday we'll be back here playing holler melissa and i are in that game uh, so holler for Savage Worlds, where I promise this time, I swear, we will finish Act 5. Uh, then, Stephen, <laughs> what's happening on Tuesday?
4: The good, the mad, the unholy. Uh, it's our penultimate episode. Ooh. Uh, just two more weeks left. And uh, on the 27th, make sure you show up and uh, get a chance to win the Haunted West Core Book, Yeah, uh, very kindly donated to us by Darker Hue Studios. Indeed. Indeed.
0: Yeah, we actually have back-to-back giveaways next week. Or actually, no, that's the week after. I'm sorry. I lied. Uh, but also, we're, we are doing a, a another giveaway on Monday, too. Uh, speaking of giveaways uh, from our friends at North Foundry, we're giving away another set of dice. We'll be doing that. Uh, and then let's see. What else we have going next week? Next Friday. I don't know what we're doing next Friday. Uh We decided something. we
2: were going to do our final episode of
1: no no that's
0: january 6th january 6th my trays (laughs) what are
2: we doing on friday we don't know
1: yet
0: we're gonna do something (laughs) i think i think we're we're definitely gonna do something on friday uh we'll 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 talk if we decide to do anything on christmas eve but we'll do something on 20th on the 23rd we'll have we'll do something fun as long as everyone wants to if you don't want to well then screw you guys (laughs) i can find other people to play with um but yeah, we'll probably do something so on Friday. So many
1: games, so many decisions.
0: Yeah, so it's holidays for the next two weeks, so things are gonna be a little little quirky. Uh, but we'll we'll try to get some stuff up on the channel, uh, both here and then posting it up on YouTube in there. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, thank you for everyone who hung out tonight. Uh, we got some bits earlier, I think, from Aaron and from mm-hmm. somebody else. I wasn't really paying attention to the chats that much tonight. I Um, apologize.
1: I think it was just Aaron tonight and I apologize if I'm misspeaking. No,
0: that's fine. Uh, And we will, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday with some holla. Uh, We're going to go ahead and raid some folks. Looks like the boys from the Baltic star are playing those dark places. Oh, maybe we should play some of those dark places that could be something that's a fun little game Uh, we've played it before Uh, very light uh, industrial sci-fi in the vein of alien or mothership but very simple rules played a little while ago Uh, so we're going to raid them that's what they're playing right now go watch them follow them follow us and if we don't see it until our next one ring uh, I hope you have a happy new year Merry Christmas happy holidays all that kind of stuff so good night, everybody Bye 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 bye